Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Flo. I'll be honest, I don't even think Kamar's here. I think this is a surrogate. Was he doing I think he something sent else a, while he yes, was supposed course, to be yeah. announcing I the think, start of the show? I think Kamar has sent a surrogate in this week. This uh, is not. This I was is, looking up the writing credits of Guns N' Roses. Shut the fuck up. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd. Join as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. Maybe Kamar. Yeah, What's up? <laughs> it might be Kamar. Possibly what do we Kamar. know? It's probably Super Dave. Uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We are going to... What do we do? Most of us have listened to every Most episode of Most of us have listened to every Joe episode Rogan. of the... Oh, this is getting personal. <laughs> We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernon's. Then we're going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Uh, I don't think there were any patrons this week, were there? No. You'd be wrong. Okay. This is my favorite part of the week. <laughs> he did one part of his job. <laughs> You'd be yeah. wrong. Where instead of asking uh, what your podcast can do for you, you ask what you can do for your podcast, and that's join the Patreon. We have all the Patreons, old and new. Uh, this week we welcome Joe. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shout out Joe. Two letters. Can't fuck it up. What up, Joe? Thank you very much for joining. And then uh, Rosie Laurie. Rosé. Rosé. Thank you, Rosie. A flower so beautiful. They named you twice. Rosie Laurie and Joe and all the Patreons. Thank you very much for that. You get the post, Joe. And uh, 500 throwbacks have we done that today? Do you think a Laurie is a flower? Rosie. Rose. Sort of. It's a stretch. I failed you again. I failed you. Uh, full disclosure: I didn't listen to a podcast, and the guys are very upset with me. Wait, did right. you not listen to the whole thing? Does this story get right deeper? So. No, <laughs> this, no. Did the no, story no. just get deeper? I did extract a movie game from it, so we'll be all right. Oh, I guess that's all that matters. Come on, how was your week? Uh, Obviously, you were very busy. Very busy. Thanksgiving, favorite time of year. The leaves are changing. Um, highlight of the week: I got to drive a genie. You know, one of those um, cherry pickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the yeah, big extender yeah, that goes yeah, like 40 yeah. feet in the air. How was that? It was pretty cool. I was thinking it'd be a great military weapon if you sort of... Armed it? Armed it and yeah. for a sniper. Just yeah. <laughs> the only problem is your high ground is pretty out exposed. In the open. Yeah, yeah. Just like unless it was a bulletproof pod or well, something. You know? <laughs> once you saw the guys run up to the bottom, there's a problem. But if you can pick them off on the way, just it was cool and I felt yeah, yeah. manly, you know. But I used to lay bricks for my uncle. machinery. <laughs> run up to the bottom. What if they just have a sniper rifle, though? Yeah, you're, they in, don't have you're to in trouble. Run up to you, the bottom. You're, you're, you're in case. Right? Yeah, yeah okay, I'm with you. I'm an armored uh, genie. I'm just being difficult. Come yeah. On. Well, that's how, that's Simon's game. Um, that was super exciting. Bucket list sort of thing. And then I just went up to my land. and uh, Bucket you know, list, no pun intended, because they sit in a bucket. In a bucket, yeah. exactly. Two birds, one stone. Uh, went up to my land with uh, family and friends. Oh, Mostly just family. Did a lot of sauna and in the water and in the out. It's good times. I've been thinking about a sauna so much lately. It's, it's an upgrade I need in my life. It's really that thing, though, of um, putting duress on yourself and then afterwards everything feels just easier. 
I, I can't put it any simpler besides health actual benefits. Yeah, that's the thing. The bag sauna we have, it doesn't quite give you that feeling. Oh, so we just sitting there? Yeah, we're just sitting in that's a bag. That's like cutting weight or something. Yeah. You could get one of the ones that I used to have there. You know, it's like a little smaller than your closet. It's an infrared one, which isn't as good, but still gets you sweating. Takes a little longer to get you sweating. Well, again, this thing, the bag gets you sweating. I know, but the bag your- is stupid. You feel stupid. You look stupid. You feel gross. Hear too, me out, Simon. For the space that thing's going to take up, I'd rather just use the bag and feel and look stupid. It's not like I'm doing it for looks. It really, it really didn't take up that much room. Like it's just uh, like a small shower stall. Two people you know can fit I mean? in, right? Ba- barely. It's enough for one person, but two could fit in if you wanted to be real close. You know. Anyways, doesn't matter. And it doesn't get so hot that you're like, this is way too hot. Wow. wow. There's uh, and that is going to cover the that spread, was, eh? <laughs> that was out of the end zone, by the way. Holy wow. fuck, Buffalo. Wow. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so is that the end of your week, Kamar? Yeah, that was the end of his week. Week. Uh, my was week, week was... By the way, someone asked last week on the YouTube, they are like, what the fuck are you guys looking at? It's a screen, obviously. We have, we have two 75-inch 4K monitors, and we're watching eight games at once. Thank you to the Patreon. Oh, I have one funny story. Thank you to the Patreon. That is true. I have one funny story. Thank you to the Patreon. You're fucking hilarious. What's your other story, Kamar? Go ahead. Uh, Patreon, uh, Mindy Bolt. I work with her. She's been loyal. Uh, Shout out, Mindy. Was asking me. um, I saw her at work, and she was asking me how excited she was to uh, maybe win the suicide pool. And I was like, what team would you pick? She's like, well, what are you talking about? She just thought because she was a Patreon oh, and you said you're sucks. eligible for it, she got entered in to win and has been just waiting patiently to possibly win something she never had a chance. How did she think she was going to win if she never... Sorry, Mindy. She doesn't know what a suicide pool was. She just heard it was exclusive to the Patreons, which it was. But she didn't pick any team. She, she did not take that extra step. Mm, yeah, yeah, she didn't really you, join you know the what? suicide uh, pool. Mindy, is that her name? That is. I didn't join either, Mindy, so don't worry about yeah. it. We're yeah. both in the same boat. But well, she maybe wanted next to year. win the prize. Maybe next year. Yeah. Um, Simon, you were done with your week? I don't think I started. Oh, how was week. your week? Sorry. Um, <laughs> it was fine. I don't think I had anything going on. Uh, I'll defer my time. That's it? Wow. Well, I just, I, I wa- oh, okay. I watched. Um, no, no. That's no, a post I am thing. watching. Some, I did watch something. So I fell asleep at nine o'clock the other night. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And then woke up at midnight and was like uh, wide awake. So and the same thing happened to my wife. We both fell asleep at the same time. So then we started watching that movie Whiplash, you know, with uh, yeah, J.K. Simmons. One. It was really well done. Like, really well done. Great acting. I hate that. But what kid. a stupid fucking story. Like, it really is dumb. Every part about it is just dumb. Like, he didn't know it was a setup at the end. Come on. Everybody knew it was a setup at the end. The car accident is done well, though. The car accident. Hot spoiler. I don't remember that part at all. That, like him getting hit by the truck? He's on his way to the recital, then he gets smoked. It just... And then gets out of the truck and goes and still drums, and the guy lets him drum. He's sitting there all bloody. Like, that would have never happened. I just, you don't expect something happening in a car crash. It's done well. <laughs> like, it's done well in No Country for Old Men. I just appreciate the car crash. That, that's a weird thing to appreciate, but okay. Anyways, yeah, really boring week. Not a lot going on. And then to boot, just the most boring of all fucking weeks. Well, who knows when this week was recorded anyways? It's true. What is even going on? We know now that he has one in the bag with... Um, Tulsi. With Tulsi. Tulsi. Yeah. That he won't release? Well, who he knows? did say he was never going to have another politician on, so... 
Well, he doesn't record with Tulsi. But it, it and was then just not last week. He yeah. said that before this happened. I get it. I'm just. Anyways, my point was very fucking. And then we get weeks where there's only one or two episodes. Like, nothing makes sense. And what if this sober October was recorded? In if September? they did it in September, the sober October, but they are keeping to their schedule, but releasing to whatever whim. Well, no, they wouldn't go on and pretend to be sober. Either way, uh, oh, we'll get to sober October, whatever. That's fine. Uh, speaking of falling asleep at nine, my week, that Thursday night fucking football game was the, the worst, worst piece of shit I've ever fucking ever. I fell asleep at halftime. That's how bored I was. It was really shocking. And normally the um, commentators will like try to no, it was figure impossible. out the positive. No. Oh, it's been a defensive struggle. It was dog shit. Simon. Yo. Do you know the do you know? What regulation score the Thursday night football game was by any chance? I'm sure you didn't watch no, it. No, <clears throat> I did not watch it. Do you want me to take a guess? Yeah, please. Because it was so boring, I say six points total. Well, a little one more. One field that. goal apiece. <laughs> Close. It was three field goals apiece. It was 9 9. Wow. And the game ended 12 9 in overtime. It was in Europe? Nope, this one was uh, in, uh, in the Imagine States. getting that kind of stinker, like you, you know, oh my you're, God. you're European, you wait all you've year, never you seen football your before. <laughs> you're like, this is amazing. All they do is kick. It's just like soccer. <laughs> I was actually going to say, they really appreciate the field goal aspect of the game. So that might be the ultimate game for the Europeans. Uh, well, me too. That's the only part yeah. I really appreciate. Uh, other than that, my week was, uh, it was very whatever. It was very, very whatever. I spend my week writing. I write a lot of trivia. I've been trying to write comedy for no reason because I don't ever plan on performing it. And uh, I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm trying to figure my life out. Did Wait you- till the leaves fall. Transition. The game was Indianapolis against Denver in Denver, and I've never seen a crowd boo the home quarterback more than they booed Russell Wilson. Because, I mean, they were leaving the home crowd. The Denver crowd was leaving in the third quarter. It, it was a terrible game. I thought that uh, Russell would be amazing this year. On he this looks like a lot of people Colin Kaepernick. Did. He looks terrible. Yeah, apparently the team hates him too. Everyone hates him. He's not very really liked. such a likable guy. I don't think he is. No. Anyway, come on. You want to go over the guest uh, list for this week so we can do what we? Uh, I'd love to. Do uh, I mean, Simon sort of alluded that it was a shitty week, but I thought it was sort of interesting. Um, we started with 1877, the creator of Rolling Stone magazine, Jan Werner. Can I say that? Can you, Werner, you can say Jan Werner. It's a weird name. It's Jan, Jan, Jan Werner. Jan is it Jan Werner? From, <laughs> followed by 1878. Is there anyone in there? Roger Waters. It's uh, Roger Waters. Roger Waters. <laughs> Roger Lowe, I believe, is his real name. The Portuguese and version. We finish Hoyer, off. Hoyer, Hoyer, <laughs> Hoyer, Yatters. We finish off with a show that we thought they weren't even going to do because they didn't have to do it. I thought the discussion with Fitzsimmons was the outline the Sober October was happening, but we're not going to show. 1879, Sober October. After two years off. It was actually Yober October. Did they take Sober October off or did they just... Last year there was no Sober October. Yeah, there was well, there was no, no competition. No, they didn't. Did- Joe oh, only sober. Joe. Only Joe. Okay, well, I'm just. Let's not jump down my throat. My point was simply that Joe did sober October in the he, sense that he did. He was boring. It was a shitty <clears> month. <throat> yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get this bad boy started. They didn't have a get together. Uh, on the whole, I give the week uh, three and a half. Wow. Really, very generous. Yeah, I give the week a two. A big fat generous two. Mm. 
I give the week a one and a half and it's nothing against any of the people who were on, but I couldn't have been less interested in anything any of them had to talk about. Well, you thought maybe with Rolling Stone guy, it was going to get, you were going to get some deep hunter stuff and it. Kinda, I, we sort of did. I, I would say it scratched the surface. I said we got a perspective of how we know who Hunter S. Thompson is. Yeah. But and I also just, what Rolling Stone was to what it is now. Which I, was interesting when Roger Waters was on. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, but you could tell that Roger really had a, an affinity for Jan. But he's not. He's sold. He's yeah. no. Sold. I, I understand that. But my point is, yes, you could see that he was like, yeah, fuck Rolling Stone now. But Joe was like, oh, because I had what's his name in here, and he was like, oh, oh, he's a great chap. Yeah, agreed. Anyway, let's fire it up. Eighteen seventy-seven, Jan Werner. Did it seem like he was the little guy who just started a mom pom magazine and just trying to make it, the world a better place? How much do you think he's worth? Uh, $400 million. Whoa. That's a lot. Um, wow. That's a lot. I think he's worth just shy of $100 million. You'd be wrong because he's worth $700 million. <laughs> it seems like he's almost one of those billionaires that he's talking about in the third person of... That's what this whole week was, was people talking about the way they think they are with no idea of how the rest of the world sees them yeah which oh the one percenters and all of us are sitting here looking at one percenters like which was sort of covered in this podcast uh, near the end when they were talking about um climate change well obviously he has his position but uh with um politicians michael jackson uh, barack obama the mask (laughs) as it were but we'll get to that uh, yeah, so he's worth seven hundred million dollars, but it sounds like he's just just put a, <laughs> a couple staples and paper together, and who knew who knew we'd change the world? He's quite proud of his accomplishment. It's and crazy. I, That's sorry. It's like the early Facebook, and he he has no love for the internet. No, he doesn't. But you know what I mean. You never would have thought like you started a magazine and you're worth almost a billion dollars. Holy fuck! Yeah, it's crazy. And to think like who Print. came out of that magazine. Like Annie Leibovitz is, Annie Leibovitz is one, one of the, the most best. famous photographers, if not the most famous ever. It's which came first, a Rolling Stone, Hunter, and Annie Leibovitz, because they're the, the magazine. I mean, besides decisions and reporting that happened, there's that Asian guy. But you could argue that they're, you know, they're they all are part the and magazine, parcel. Yeah. That's no, what, I'm what I was saying. They say could not like, have existed without Rolling That's what Stone, I was going to so say. It's, it's like one of those cyclical kind exactly. of the snake I, I question. imagine that both Annie Leibovitz and Hunter. Would have, would have ended up finding their place in the lexicon of greatness it just without Rolling Stone. I would imagine that they carried Rolling Stone to wear it, you know, to, to make it what it them was. Them and Yan having to have the, such the credibility to, to start. You know what I'm saying? Like, hundred percent. That's I mean, how things become great. Yeah. Listen, I have a t- you know, there's a lot of talented people who I think, no matter what, would have ended up probably like Spike Jones. He's someone who I'm just like, he would have ended up where he is regardless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just so driven and talented. Probably the same with Leibowitz. And I don't know that you never know. Like Hunter S. Thompson. I feel like with a magazine like Rolling Stone, where you're trying to like legitimately talk to the people, mm-hmm. the people who love the music, mm-hmm. you have to have a certain amount of credibility. Otherwise, you're just another, you know. But it works both ways. Big My, organization. Like a photographer's... Um, a photographer's best tool is accessibility, right? So if you 
if you're Annie Leibovitz, you might not have access to certain people, but you have a credential from Rolling Stone, which mm-hmm. early on doesn't yep. really mean much. But eventually it's like now I'm, you know, now I have access to all the biggest people in the world. I'm just saying that that can jumpstart a career quickly. She obviously had talent beyond, right? Yeah. Like you put a camera in front of her and there's just no way she wasn't going to be. Noticed. I kind of look at it like they just needed any credential. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm and with you. Yeah, fucking. But I think Rolling Stone had a, in that era had a special spot. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I wasn't around back then. I was never a huge Rolling Stone guy. Like I didn't. This read is what I want to ask. Magazine. Ever? I mean, I've read. I had a subscription articles. For... I I just I never. To me, they never had that credibility after Hunter and them. You know what I mean? It was just another fucking magazine at that point. And I could be totally wrong. I'm just that's. I would get it every every month. I believe it was monthly, just for the chart of the back minimum. Yeah, I was going to the college chart. Even it was my Billboard before Billboard. I had a subscription when I was young, too young to care about the articles. So like Kamar, I really just was there for the music. What's new? What do other people like? Um, I never like. And it's like a double-edged sword because he sort of said we were just a music magazine. And then with Hunter, we got into politics. For better or worse, his politics, he's a he's a blue-hearted Democrat. He's like the opposite of me sort of thing. I used to read um, uh, Rolling Stone for the pictures mm-hmm. and read Playboy for the articles. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. But making that decision to go into politics and then not being let's let's look at politics as a whole. Let's be a tool of the Democratic Party. Do you think he was a tool of the Democratic Party? Well, I think admittedly he he feels he is. Like he was talking sort of how I talk about CNN, like the Fox Post. I, I won't even I won't even give that any credit as being credible information. He said out loud, which is sort of. Well, that was one problem I had with this guy is I was like, I, I'm picking up some of what he's putting down, but I was also like, he's too entrenched in his. He's old. Yeah. And old people, like we we have a little of that left in us. You know what I mean? Being entrenched in the the way things ran, not necessarily the best way for things to run. Yeah. And uh, I see it with my dad all the time. Like I was talking to my dad the other day and he said, well, I'm a Fauci guy. I said, what are you talking about? You're a Fauci guy. And he's like, yeah, you know, he started telling me all these great things that Fauci had done. And I started telling him all these terrible things that Fauci had done. He was like, I don't know any of those things. I was like, how do you not know that? It's right out there. They released the articles where he says he was lying. And he's like, yeah, I didn't see those. And I'm so like, well, you didn't see them on CNN. Well, that's what he's, he, Joe pushed back. Well, what about Biden? I haven't heard anything, so he must be fine. But, of co- but they have heard things. That's your your willful. Look, I, I'm not a Trump guy or a Biden guy, but you got to willfully close your eyes. Like you got to do a, quite a few dodge and weaves to not see some of Biden's fucking. Well, uh, Joe could have just brought up Joe could have been like, listen, this guy was part of the, the 90s crime bill. If you're such a Democrat who doesn't think people should be locked up, this guy in the Clintons locked up fucking half the country in the 90s through this fucking bill and he didn't go deep into it he let him again no joe didn't go deep into anything because they they also had that whole climate debate and we know that is not joe's um oh yeah oh yeah 
opinion. He does not agree with what. Uh, and he would Warren not fight back. He was just like, he was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'll let this guy go. I mean, I, I agree with some of what he said. You know what I mean? I think it's like, again, ignorant to think we do nothing, but the universe or the world in history has gone up and down. Climate cycle versus But we don't change. know if people existed in any form at those times. He, so well, he cares? believes it's indisputable. I saw interesting that 70% of the pollution, aside from military, is from 100 companies. I'm sure. Like, I it's it's that. very easy to see. Where are those 100 exactly companies located? All around the world. It's funny because. Well, I, how many of them are in the US? Uh, uh, Exxon. You're asking the wrong question. Most of them are. U.S. companies, but are they dumping Somewhere it elsewhere? Else, yeah. That that becomes a moot point, right? Because I guess. Well, I'm just saying is. Well, it, it's like when they say, you know, we can reduce, you can change everybody to electric cars here, but it won't make even a tenth of a percent of a difference because the U.S. only accounts for a population of this much, and the rest of the world, who's not changing their practices, accounts for eighty percent. I'm making up numbers here, but you know what I mean. It's like a bucket with three holes and. Ref- covering one hole to stop the bucket. Again, from it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Doesn't mean you shouldn't set an example as the, uh, what do you know, America call themselves the beacon of shining light for the rest of the world. Well, it's a weird flex too, to be like, we're not using coal, but we're making everything in China where they're aggressively using coal. It's like, well, you're guess what? You're using coal. Yeah. You're just using it somewhere else. We admonish <clears throat> or we, um, we look down on child labor in our country. Yeah, but we let others do it. But we buy all of our shoes yeah. from China yeah. where they use child labor. Yeah. Yeah, we tweet about slavery. It's willful ignorance. Yes, it is. But yes. it's like so, you really got to turn your head, you know? It's not, that's not an easy one to ignore, right? Any, any product that used to be made here that has moved somewhere else has moved somewhere else for a not good reason yeah for cheap ass they're labor. not moving somewhere else <clears throat> to make it better for their employees well, is it affordable a good reason not at the not again at, the expense at, of at other what people. cost you know what i mean like yeah it's nice to have 50 cents toothpaste but if you know they have to put nets around the toothpaste factory then if it was closer to home kamara it would affect you a great deal like if your neighbor was working for 50 of cents course. an or hour if your kid was working in one of these factories right of course stop wearing nikes you know no man nikes are cool but they're made in shitty work conditions yeah i, I, I realize put your money where your wallet is i suppose well the problem too is that they haven't really given us a choice like it started off with a few companies where it's like, okay, we could have at that time been said, no, we're not going to do this. But we instead were like, well, this company's offering shit at half the price. So, and then every company was like, guess what? And to take Joe's example, how would it work out if you walked into a footlocker and there were um, guilt free Nikes for $600 or don't ask any questions, Nike, for you know a third of the price or whatever. There's the exact same shoe. I want to know the real price, though. Like, and this is the problem. I think Nike. How much a, a Air Jordan that cost two hundred fifty dollars at the store into the mic cost to make? I mean, the ends. Yes, like, but result. more more than that. Like, if you really like, because it's the question is, it's all about the shareholders, right? I was because, just gonna say that because you could make a shoe in the states. And just charge the same amount and be like, well, we only make $15 a shoe this way, $10 a shoe, whatever it may be. But everyone along the way is paid 
a working wage. You know what I mean? And we're like, and I bet you, I bet you, it could be done. It's a lot more than ten dollars a shoe. For the sure. problem is, is it started off okay? We're going to make this shoe in the United States, and we're making fifty dollars a shoe, and everybody's getting paid. The next year, you have to do better than that. Yeah, it has to be cheaper. You have to show a profit for your shareholders or else your company will go out of business. So they have to make it cheaper. Like it's, it's built into the, and, and that's why there's something wrong with like capitalism is good. The way that we have capitalism is bad. Oh yeah. We don't do, because we don't run it properly. Right. Like it has to have, um, there has to be limitations and those limitations have to be put in by the government because who else is impartial enough to, to be the people to do that. But then they're so crooked and they're so tied up with the companies that they're supposed to be patrolling. Like the whole system is so fucking, it, it cannot be burnt down and be rebuilt better. Well, they probably I mean, could. They but. could start by saying, listen, this is interesting. No, you're right. They couldn't because anything is a government overreach, right? You would have to start by clearing out the government. You fire everybody who works there and you replace them with people who. Um, and these are just concerned citizens who aren't a government that oversee this process? No, these are people who are looking for a job, but they know that that is never going to be any more than their salary, right? Like there are going to be no perks, no kickbacks, no anything. Like Joe was talking about with Roger Waters there. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to take the money out of the government. Once you take the money out of the government, then that government can really start being like an impartial body And then they step in on that government then says, who is getting no kickbacks from any company or anybody, then says, no, you can't make your shoes in China anymore. If you want to do business in America, then you make your shoes in America. If you're Jan Werner, the only party that can do that is the Democratic Party. Those parties are going to become irrelevant because you are going to toss out everybody. Nobody gets to keep their and job. Jan would say, toss them all out except the Democrats. Yeah, I understand. Them. We're not talking about Jan's fucking view. But really, that's what you would have to do, right? Because you have to have that body, the government, air quotes, who is there for the best interest of the people. I feel like there's another way that we haven't explored, which is like, instead of taking the money, like take the money out in that sense, but we could just start like... Let's say the government went out and got the best of the best because they paid well. And I'm not saying there are government positions that pay super well. But I'm just saying, like, if you need engineers or you need, uh, you know, IT people, you go out and pay a competitive wage. Now, it's going to cost the taxpayers a lot of money. But there's a good chance that the efficiency that it's going to bring to the way the government is run. You know what I mean? Having the best and brightest actually there getting paid what they deserve. What if you have AI do the hiring somehow? Now, the AI is created by someone who already has the biases, but if it had no biases, it, it, because you can't be, you can't bribe. I don't AI, think right? hiring the people is the problem, really. I think there are plenty of people out there who are fucking righteous and want to work and make the world a better place. But when you put those people into a system where that's impossible to have, you know what I mean? The, they end up just getting jaded and realize, well, I have to do it this way. I have to work within the system to make anything happen. So you have to compromise a bunch of, you know, your righteous beliefs in order to make bills pass. It shouldn't be like that. Even though I was just saying, like, if you want, 
you know, you can't even get the best people because Apple's going to offer them 10x what the government's paying. So you don't have a, you know, you don't have a snowball's chance yeah, in getting sure. the true, like, best I, of the I best. hear what you're saying. Take, Matt, take 1% of uh, military spending yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. 1%. I bet you that can pay for all of those equitable wages to keep people away from Apple. 1%. I'm not saying keep them away. What's I'm just 1% saying- of a trillion dollars? Uh, a bill, you know, it's uh, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred million, a billion. No, here, I'll find out. Anyway, wait, one percent, it's a billion. So there you go. One billion, one billion dollars could pay a lot of wages. No, sorry, it's uh, ten billion dollars, ten billion, even better. Yeah, think about million. the rice, right? I know, when, I'm trying to, I, I'm gonna I'm just, just trying to carry I'm gonna the zero. Here. Don't worry, two thousand people, five hundred thousand so dollars a year. Anyways, sure. keep going, Kamar. Uh, do you, you don't read any uh, music magazines? I I, I was subscribed in the early two thousands. My favorite magazine, it's still to this day, was Elemental. It was this underground hip hop magazine. I loved that fucking magazine. Right now, though, no, I don't read any magazine whatsoever. I got a list of the top mag- music magazines, and uh, there's no hip hop on it. That makes sense, like, though, because the I, source, whatever that was, the source was terrible. It it was just. The only game in town sort of thing. The number one magazine, according to this, is Mojo. I don't even think I've heard of that. Never heard of that. You've definitely heard of Pitchfork. Yeah, heard That's of Pitchfork. That's mentioned. I, sure, I've never yeah. bought a magazine. I don't even know if you can. There must be airports. I feel like copies. it's the only place you still like. Definitely and then third find place, magazines. Rolling Stone, still staying there. Uh, the Quietus. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Ten and billion, Maddie. Ten billion. That's, that's why I said ten billion. Yeah. yeah. So one percent mm-hmm. a year of sorry, Kamar, of military spending is it's one point seven ten it's billion dollars. You could hire the best minds in the world to work in your government. The best. Yeah. yeah. Uncorruptible. Well, this, this is the problem. It's it will be uncorruptible because you're more the, uncorruptible if you're making a shitload of money. The, f- one and there's no there is no other money coming in this is an airtight organization now you know what i'm saying we're starting from scratch you know what though what we're saying is bullshit like nancy pelosi has more money than anyone could ever and she's still a greedy cunt about it so but that's because she works in a system where she can keep making money that way it will be impossible for people to make money i'm just saying is if you're like really out there trying to make america really great it, you could be like, well, I've already made my fucking $500 million. I can change this thing now and leave. I don't know. Well, then, I mean, you just answered your own question, Maddie. It ain't about money for people like Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, no, it's clearly. about power. Yeah. And- but like, my only criticism of Jan really was his blind spot to say Biden to Nancy Pelosi. He just. Yeah. I mean, most refuses. of his ideas were righteous. I mean, he wants the world to be a better place, obviously. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is like I, I, I got where this guy was coming from. He really, you know, was just like I want everyone to. I, I agree with him in the sense that the U.S. has a problem where they used to want, they used to want immigrants to come and make the country better, and they used to want to make everyone from the bottom. The intent that was the intent of everyone in the country. Yeah, was we can all be good, and now it seems like there's a few people that are are like, no, no, we just want this all for ourselves. Uh, he and talked. Here to, too. He talked. He talked about how the perception of war changed from the w- Second World War to Vietnam. Yeah, like before it was like everyone's in this, and then the Vietnam was the first time it was like screw this. And now I think it's probably the fault of uh, 
you know, misleading media, but people aren't protesting wars much, but they're at home saying this shouldn't be happening. The, um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm talking about? Protest. Well, don't people exist. don't need to hit the streets when exactly. they can hit can their just, keyboards. Just be done on Twitter now. They're just uh, people pleasure. still hit the streets. You guys are crazy. There's anti-war protests all the time in the states. Oh no, for sure. But if there was no internet, mm-hmm. I think you would see a lot more people protesting. I think a lot of people think they're doing their part by simply saying "I agree" or putting up their flag or whatever it is, what cause it is. I didn't realize that before 1972, 18 year olds could not vote. Uh, it's just like. Uh, what was the age before American that? thing. I'm, I'm assuming it was 19 or 21, but you don't think, but that could be a massive shift of older people making decisions and all of a sudden a younger voice comes in. What year was that when that happened? 1972, according to you. So yeah. who was, who were the presidents running at that time? I believe that was McGovern and Carter, the big story. Oh, he that talked was about right. that. Gotcha. Um, Hunter S. Thompson, who made politics cool. So unfortunately, like he invented the political pundit almost, but out of a super gonzo way. And now he said the closest you have is Matt Taibbi, which I'm sure writes good articles, but he's not as fun. Oh my God. He's like a Who Hunter was a victim of, but willingly accepting. Victim of what? Everything. If Hunter's here, we're doing lewds, we're getting coke, we're doing alcohol. So listen to this. In 2015, Jimmy Carter had brain cancer. In 2019, he broke his hip. The same year at age 95, he fell at home requiring 14 stitches. Despite his injuries, he showed up the next day to help build houses for Habitat for Humanity. Recently turning 98, President Carter is still an active volunteer. Carter put um, uh, solar panels on the White House the second they got him out. Uh, Reagan took him off like this guy had some really great ideas and was just like a really stand up guy He was the most progressive great ideas and Americans hated him and he believed in UFOs think about what kind of piece of shit he said he saw a UFO peanut farmer think about the kind of piece of shit you have to be to be like take those down like you have to spend taxpayer money to be like Reagan was that piece of shit because it wasn't even him it was like whoever he was the puppet for they were like get those things down immediately you know the actor Oh, uh, Reagan, the actor. So oh, it's, it's crazy. Despite what you thought, I thought he did give a more of an insight as Hunter's boss. Mm-hmm. He would have been a superior to Hunter. Which... Oh, I meant to ask, is he the lawyer then? Who? Uh, no. Is he Benicio Del Toro? No. No. Yeah? Yeah. No, yeah. he was the assignment editor. He And it, it was interesting. He, he said was the assignment editor. Everything, right. fell, yeah, a, gotcha. everything fell apart. When Hunter went to cover the boxing match and yeah. just got waste in the pool, yeah. which I still think is fun and can be, but he, he well, and he, doesn't he write all about it in like the Rum Diaries or whatever? Or no, I thought he still turned in an article after. Well, what he said is he disappeared to the nineties when he went twelve days without cocaine and resurfaced in a blizzard because he couldn't get it and wrote. Um, an article, I think, about um, sorry about uh, polo. Well, that is <laughs> that is hilarious, actually. That like he's down there to cover this boxing match, and he's like, "Fuck this, man! All these guys are gonna go cover this match. I'm gonna do the thing that nobody's gonna do. Yeah, gonna <laughs> Just stay the in the pool." I'm get I up. think the other thing is he thought it was gonna be like a Tyson situation, where he'd get there and it'd be over one minute. It was supposed to be like a. A knock, a quick knockout, and end up being a great even then fight. though that's still a weird flex. You have the easiest job ever: show up for a two-minute fight, write a two-minute article. Yeah, 
And then or the um, the <laughs> polo, the polo's hilarious. Hey, eh? he goes there to like show what that class of people are like. It's I uh, remember reading that article as a kid, like because he uh, often used uh, uh, what's his name, Doctor Gonzo. No, the the artist for his articles oh, was, was Frank Stedman, Ralph Stedman, Ralph Stedman. But it, it, watercolors, a sort of it was really ink, blurry ink drawings, yeah, ink drawings splatter. It was he was crazy, man. And that was be, be my first introduction to him before Fear and Loathing. And not, I did not know him as a counterculture hero like that. Did not realize Doonesbury was making fun of him. I didn't realize that either. I never read Doonesbury because I was, I, was I didn't read it either because it always seemed boring to me. But I remember the character with the hat and the yeah, glasses. I didn't realize that did, was until We're all in the same yeah. boat there then. But that is interesting, eh? So they make a cartoon about him without his permission. It's obviously him. Mm-hmm. They call it a character from his book, right? They Raul Dow. Raul. Raul Dow or whatever. Raul Duke, I believe it was. Raul Duke. Was his... Um, yeah. um, well, it's also just funny that he's a victim of his own, like, coolness, where he can't, like, he can't do the right thing, which is sue them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's like, not that's the not cool the hip thing, thing to do. To do. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, that's yeah, not... Yeah. So he talks a lot about the trappings of drugs and fame, and it just seems like, of course... Fame is a drug in itself that you don't know how to deal with. So, of course, you do drugs to deal with disassociating yourself from being famous, and then you overdose. Like, it's. Well, I mean, he was doing drugs long before he was famous. He, but he kept doing drugs because he was. He, he's the craziest psycho. Because Jan mentioned he did a lot of cocaine too. But he's like, Jim did a lot of cocaine. Hundred, I mean, I was just there watching. He did all the junks too. Everyone back then did a lot of cocaine. I like the description that um, the description description that psychedelics are a wonderment enhancer. Yeah, that's cool. Like yeah. when I go outside and I, 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 I don't care if I sound gay. Driving through the trees recently, it he's just talked so much it, about these goddamn leaves. It's so amazing though because it's it's, it's only for thirty days and yeah. then they're gone. It's not like um, and it's you can take pictures, but you can't capture. So sort of that memory just in the moment thing. You could capture it. It's like you've never seen fucking the leaves change. But before. if I was on mushrooms, it'd be 10 times yeah, as I cool. I feel that way about weed. Like weed is just a wonderment enhancer. Oh, 100%. It makes Movies, like, shows, I, I go cartoons. outside on a normal day and not notice anything. And I go outside when I'm high and I like hear the birds sing yeah. and I smell feel the, breeze. the whatever. And yeah. Kamar, I always said that mushrooms felt like... Uh... Like life was in 720p, and then you take mushrooms, and all of a sudden everything's in like 4K. Yes, and like everything's sharp, everything's and, and, crisp, yeah. and you're more appreciative. When I'm on stuff. mushrooms, it feels like I don't know if you can remember this, but when you're a kid and it was a day of the eclipse, yeah, it's a it weird made, light, yeah, a really sharp light. Everything seemed like extra real, mm-hmm. like uber real. That's how it feels when you're on mushrooms, yeah. everything is like. More real than real. Yeah, it's like life is on a DVD all of a sudden. Uh, one feather in his hat is he was the the grassroots campaign for legalized marijuana, hmm. which is pretty much come so he can definitely hang his hat on That's that. That's when he was running for sheriff. Oh no, Jan. Oh, Jan. Rob Hunter did what he did, and I wonder if he sees his tragedy. My biggest thing is I wish we knew. Had he been alive, what Hunter thought of Trump and stuff. I don't think necessarily Hunter was a Democrat. Especially because he likes guns. 
Hmm. Well, again, That's I think he would have been rather center. I think he would have been, a, first of all, he would have been a crotchety old prick. It's 100% speculation. I just I just wonder if there was pushback or he's on the same page as the pendulum makes things swing. It was interesting when he said, you know, how Me Too got out of a bit out of control. Yeah. That shows his age. I mean, was was Hunter like socially active? I know he was running for sheriff but they were that was kind of a lark no like was he actually out there i don't know if sheriffs campaigning for are democratic sheriffs i guess they are democratic or republican sheriffs but i i do not know the side but i just i don't think he would be i i don't know like was I, he I, an activist hunter i wouldn't well he he went for, to this campaign yeah and got mm. into it and became an activist sort of high as a fucking kite it's, it's a weird endorsement it like is just, it's so weird, thompson yeah. But they've definitely helped sway elections, and he really had no problem showing his political sh- uh, colors, strong environmental position. I don't think he'll be alive in fifty years to pay Joe, but he was—he promised you, Miami will be underwater in fifty years. You just brought up a good point. I want to—I want to just go back a sec. It's funny how like now, if you have any fame and you bring up your politics, people are like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. We don't want to fucking hear, you know what I mean? If you're the Dixie Chicks, if you're, if you, it doesn't matter who you are, well, people are just like, unless it suits your agenda, which I'm guilty of. Uh, I just, yeah, but you're not famous, so we're not yeah, talking about you. I'm bad, talking about bad. if you're Thank like, you. Thank you. Sorry to take you if down people give a fuck about you. Yeah. I just mean it's nowadays, like people are just like, shut up and sing your fucking song, take your shirt off, whatever the fuck it is, but we don't want to hear your political well, words. I think Kanye your is showing us that in real time. Well, we'll talk about it in the post, Joe. Um, he is pro nuclear, though. I'll give him that. Yeah. He wasn't like anybody that. who has any common sense is pro nuclear. And if you're really pro environment, and you should be pro nuclear -nuclear, because there will be nothing better if they do it properly and there aren't leaks right which is you know there's no fucking chernobyl well like he said too like the u.s for example like go to nevada it's a big empty fucking desert you could definitely build a nuclear reactor well and if you were like trying to usher in nuclear energy and it was the new thing I would imagine that the oil companies would go way out of their way to try and um, prove that that nuclear is not safe. Gas companies. And they, you know, like, who knows? Unless they're at the forefront of it. It's just this weird thing that they say there's so much money in renewables and stuff, but we have to give that money to them before. Like, If they really, if there's that money, they'll invest their own money because they'll make it back. But they're saying we need to get tax breaks from the government to fast track this so governments will do it. Right, because their companies can't... will make so much money if we give them some money to make that money. But if it's really the money to be made up there, they, why weren't they just doing it right now? Windmills, solar panels, whatever. I mean, it's a weird flex to think there's nothing as there's no such thing as free energy. Even if they built like a let's say they built a perpetual energy machine, they're still gonna sell you the energy. Yes, it. yes. What does there's, that they're no never one gonna talks give about that you, world? Well, <laughs> like, Tesla talked about free energy. That yeah, was and they really killed, energy and they said he for was the people. In love with a pigeon. <laughs> I always think about the Defum bunker. Yeah. That's a great place for us to do a nuclear plant. Well, we have a nuclear plant. We have Chalk River, Three Rivers, whatever it is there. Like, we have a nuclear plant. But There's... we, if France has 50, like he was saying, we need yeah, 100. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't have to be in a fucking Populated bunker area. like that. I no. think you build them properly. You, you don't build fucking, like, Chernobyl out of popsicle sticks and bubble gum. And, like, when you look back on those stories, it's something that they should have 
they probably did know it was happening, right? And they just couldn't fix it. Well, I mean, if you watch Chernobyl, the show. I mean, that's a hard one. No, but I'm just saying, like, in defense of what you're saying, there were clearly people on the site at the time that were like, we're about to have a nuclear yeah. meltdown. And all the higher ups who were afraid of their higher ups yeah. were like, we're not turning this fucking thing off and, it and we're not the shutting same it down. In Japan, I think. I don't know. The, I don't Fukushima. know the story well enough. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, I don't know it to. to it, no. It. What's their nuclear? Yeah, thing? Was that what it yeah, was? It was. was it. Yeah. I'm just saying, Ami. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know the story well enough. Sorry, there. it was because of a tsunami. It was, it yes, yeah. there was a tsunami. Yeah, yeah. that's the difference. Well, well it was again. just a meltdown. The other, way, it was like there was an earthquake or a tornado that disabled the plant. But let's also act like is that it's not like it was Japan's first tsunami. They built the fucking nuclear reactor on the edge of the water. And I just feel like if you're dealing with nuclear, you fucking make sure you build that shit right. You know, it's and there not, should be a huge nuclear plant in Antarctica. Obviously, well, there is. I'm kidding. <laughs> there is no, but really, and you won't even need plants. You'll just have a tiny little nuclear reactor that fucking powers your phone. Back to the future, baby. Uh, one thing he did say that I agree is the wealth disparity is a problem. It's easy to come from someone who's worth seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, <clears throat> I wonder if he has any oversight on his magazines. Like everyone has mental debt. De- uh, I assume he's sold. Coverage. I assume he's. I thought he's not part of Rolling Stone anymore. He sold it, but I just wonder if he's on the board of directors or some sort of thing. Oh, like he retained. He's quite proud of himself of, yeah, and yeah. his accomplishments. Well, with good reason, I suppose he. If I made seven hundred million dollars, yeah, you'd, I'd be pretty proud of myself too. Just trying to. We're not in this for money. We just want to tell the story. Do what you love, and it will you will prosper. So he's the last. He did not do Rolling Stone saying, if this works off, I'm going to be worth $100 million. He just wanted to tell people's story and meet rock stars. Yeah, I mean, the more, part of listen, it. the more I hear people talk about like their rise to fame, the more I'm, I'm just like, it's all about time and place. Like, that's why I'm always shocked when anyone foreign becomes famous. Because I'm like, your odds of it happening are just like... The internet has changed the odds, definitely. Well, the internet has, but I mean, back in the day, like, dude, you... You look at who lived in like New York and LA and they were all in the same circles, all moving together. It's no like, oh, I just happen to know Hunter S. Thompson and Annie Leibovitz. Like, like a zeitgeist oh, thing well, sort of. Eh? You're going to end up with a pretty big magazine then most likely. You know what I mean, it's just like if we 20 years ago had been like, we're going to start a magazine. What are the odds it ends up as big as Rolling Stone? I mean, I guess Vice is the perfect example. Well, and, that, and, and, that's, and, and that's a rise happen, and right? fall you see in a, in a, in a moment. He did You're right. Defend. It just does have to be right place and right time because you could have started a magazine in New York in the seventies. You know what I'm saying? Like many it did. Was such a many have come and gone. I just like in I, this is a weird example. I was watching. Uh, there's a, a famous music uh, hip hop producer named The Alchemist. You've probably heard a ton of his beats. He's done beats for everyone. He's huge. He was talking about how he started, and he was like, I, um, I was in a rap group when I was tw- 13, I think, with Scott Kahn. The actor? Yeah. Okay. They were in a, a rap group called The Hooligans. I remember, I remember them. Yep. That Scott Kahn was in The Hooligans? Yeah. And he's like, so <laughs> so he's like, me and Scott Kahn would go perform every Friday at this open mic. And he was like, this guy would kill it at this open mic. That guy at the open mic was Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas. And he's like, this other guy at the open mic was, I can't remember who, but someone that ended up being huge. 
he was talking about he's like my uncle um was someone <coughs> massive in the music and you know what i mean like it was yeah, like no no it's one of those things ha- where it's success like success doesn't happen in a vacuum rarely 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 that was my point is like i know you know dude we know someone who arguably could have been a hugely successful rapper like he was so fucking talented i mean bender's a good example bender was wildly talented but recipes but bender's name was known somewhat through like the underground hip-hop world this other guy i'm talking about no one knows who he is almost and he was incredible like could have been shout out to the unknown rapper yeah anyway he sorry. did defend capitalism but he said it in a weird way he said capitalism is a great way to capture the human spirit <laughs> which sounds horrible right yeah well, it sounds like you're holding it hostage. Well, just the trappings of money, wealth, and fame. Capitalism, though, is a good thing. Like the idea that you, the little guy, can you know become rich and I agree. your wildest just, dreams come true. He was saying that positive, but when you when I say it, it sounds like it's capturing the human spirit, like a way to control mm. humanity, which it sort of is. Did you guys is. know that duty free was? I always thought there was a government organization or something. Like it. it seems so it's supposed to be there. What are you talking about? He was complaining about, about that there's two duty-free billionaires. One didn't give his money away. The other one did give him all his money away. What do you mean? Duty-free? Like the duty-free shops? Duty-free yeah, is a brand like Dollarama. Yeah. It's like... Uh, what? That's, yeah. No. Yes. Yes, that's what he said. Those are government... No, uh, no. Was, what? No, yes, no, no, no. It's co-founded in 1960. Chuck Feeney and uh, Robert Miller. The question is this. What loophole do they use to get the duty off of that stuff in airports? I don't even know if it's duty free, that's man. that's why we think expensive. it's expensive. It's because it's right on the border. You're buying it in that place. So you're buying at those prices. It's just the last stop to it's do it. It's just the last stop to do it. And yeah, it's just gotcha. shrewd. I'm sure. But it makes it seem like you're getting this wicked deal. Yeah. Because the cigarettes are cheaper just uh, on the, the other side of the border. The cheaper. But the That's cigarettes pretty, were cheaper. Duty-free basically is booze, cigarettes, and Yeah, aren't they perfume. not? You know what? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Fair enough, Simon. You know what, Simon? If you don't care, guess what? You don't care. I don't give a fuck. Awesome. Because I was about to look something up. I was like, I don't care oh, about duty-free. Like that's not like no, you. No, I look everything up. But Found he gave away uh, of a trillion dollars, didn't I? The owner of Duty Free gave away after eight, I gave you ten eight billion dollars, so good on him. Then I started noticing this really got into a celebrity name drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, even Roger Waters session. is guilty of that. Like, well, this no, whole famous people week are, are, was famous yeah. people being fucking douchebags. <laughs> but they got into the deep because he, I think, he wanted to tell an aside about how he almost interviewed Joe Rogan. But Joe Rogan, who now realizes he may be the greatest interviewer of all time, was trying to recreate this hypothetical conversation that didn't happen and how it could have gone right. Like, even though you didn't have this, this way, where you're you talking were going about Michael wrong. Jackson. Yeah, and was saying, I almost interviewed Michael Jackson. Yeah, you said he almost he, interviewed Joe Rogan. It yeah, was just you did sorry, say Joe Rogan. We were I was very lost confused. Too, yeah. Well, Yan yeah. well, does inter- end up interviewing Joe Rogan <laughs> yeah. just shortly after. But we, he wanted to know about the falsetto thing. It was just, it was just a weird. Yeah, listen, he didn't interview Michael Jackson. Let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Joe was like a fucking hound dog. Well, he, Yaren was talking a lot about how how big it was and and uh, emphasizing because none of you have seen the documentary. 
the Michael Jackson yeah. documentary. I mean, because I haven't, so I just don't know. I don't think I, I don't have, know what yeah. the truth is. That Ian Edwards joke is one of my. And well, I feel like I'm. Would, would you even if you saw the documentary? Like it's the kids who are saying it. If they're lying, then they're lying. If they're not lying, and then I, Michael Jackson touches also, children. I don't think I'm the type of person who stops listening to someone's music because of something heinous like that. I mean, I don't like Michael Jackson to begin with, so I never had to like give up on his music. I would Lucky never you. put a fucking Michael Jackson song on. But Joe's convinced he could have had a really good conversation with Michael Jackson and Chappelle. It turns out he looked. I just, <laughs> he liked a long gander at the Joe, anus. Joe, yeah, Joe was bugging me with this whole like I can interview people. Yeah. Yeah. Put up they three hours or not. You can keep a mask on for three hours. You know what I Joe's mean? Joe's been fooled or bamboozled by guests before. His, his record isn't like, remember, they made a joke out of it. There was a sports reporter who every time he had someone on, for sure there'd be tears. Yeah. What the fuck is sort of like that? I mean, or, or WTF with Mark Maron, someone will choke up. That's when he's like, okay, we got it. He, I, I thought Yan almost cried over Hunter. I felt like he was when, close, yeah. When talking about him. And they didn't bring up Anthony Bourdain, so we didn't see Joe Crack. But he then got into it. Well, you're experiencing a certain type of fame, Joe, that very few people. And Joe didn't have a good answer for it. It's so weird. Well, he's in psychedelics. Well, I want to. I'm jumping ahead a bit, but like, there's a there's a point where Roger Waters is talking about like rubbing elbows with Bono, or I can't remember who he's talking about. But but Joe was like, "Wow, that's got to be crazy, huh?" And I'm sitting there thinking like. Motherfucker, this is the life you lead. Like, your Instagram is full of you taking photos with people that you shouldn't be anywhere near having, like, lavish dinners. You know what I mean? It's like, it's changed so much in the last five years. Yeah. From his, the Joe we yeah. started listening to, who could ask, be real, what's it like being in front of 100,000 people and thinking he has a, a lot more experiences that I'll never experience because I'm just a podcast. MC, well, that's why uh, Joe has managed to be so famous and continue his fame for so long is because he was the everyman and he continues to be that, even though he is worth a billion dollars and you don't look at him that but way. But at this point, he is. how shocked would you be if either, if you, if you met him and hung out with him, say, for a day around the club somehow? Joe Rogan? Yeah. I would be very shocked. Let, let me finish the question. <laughs> Of course, we'll all be shocked. But if you got to know them, and I, I don't know a lot of people, but say you meet someone like, oh, they're nothing like what you think they are. But it's it's such a it's such a cool circle. You never let that out. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure there's stuff we don't know about these guys, even though we've listened to hours upon hours upon hours about them, that they just, everyone knows that we don't talk about that. As... The whole Burt saga has Yeah, we'll evolved. talk about it in the Listen, last episode. We've decided that Joe is definitely a gatekeeper. So at this point, if every comedian knew Joe was a kitty toucher. Oh, I wasn't even saying that. I'm not I'm saying, saying that either. I'm just, I'm bring, I'm taking it to the ultimate extreme where like, Let's see, no one's going to say, so, no one's going to say something really Joe's bad about gay, Joe. his wife's a beard. Uh, sure. Um, other than Owen Benjamin, how about he's, he's just racist. A, an asshole? He's, I don't know why you guys are going to such crazy yeah, exactly, extremes. Exactly, because the extreme is where you always go. I have all to. I don't think Joe's a pedophile. <coughs> with all these masks, as uh, Yan put it, Joe seems to have the minimalist mask on. Unless he has the best mask of them all. Unless he has the best mask of them all. He might also be the greatest interviewer of all time. If you think about it, like 
1,800 episodes on average, like three hours. I think he's had, what, 800? Oh, how many Jewish guests this week? Ari? Jan? Would you think Jan is Jewish? I was assuming. He's worth set, he started magazines that were $700 yeah, million. I'm going to go with yes. How many magazines make <laughs> what, that kind of what's money? I'm going to go with yes. Jan what? Jan Werner. Jan Werner. Roger Waters is he not anti-Semitic. He, he, he's definitely not a he's Jew. He's not a Jew. He might have mentioned that he during that, when he was saying, I was, I'm not anti-Semitic. Yeah. the answer. So you got 30%, 40%. Kirk Cousins is 17 for 17. Just under the ad. Uh, he did shit on Obama and Bruce. That podcast was dog shit. I, 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 but A, you refer to Bruce and Mick. That's, oh, okay. You see yourself in a different way. He could have candy-coated and defended him, but he sort of shit on Obama. Yeah. Despite being such a hardcore Democrat and stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't, I think he's just programmed to stay blue. Was it, well, I've heard anything bad about Biden, so he can't have done anything wrong. <laughs> But I thought he was in a unique position as being worth $700 million to talk to Joe with no starstruck. Anybody else who's sort of asked Joe the question, what this experience of blowing up has been like, is still looking from a, the, the seats, observing like... <coughs> also, this guy doesn't need Joe. To say it. He, he, he doesn't, doesn't need to come back. He doesn't, doesn't need to be in the chair. care if they ever talk yeah. again. Can sort of push him. And I, I thought Joe came up short by just saying, well, I just, I just deal with it. He could have said what he really disliked besides not being able to go for dinner, having to travel with security. Maybe that's that's all it is. There have there were two Jewish guests this week. Jan Werner and, and Ari, Ari Shafir. Well, I even called Jan. I must be Semitic. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, uh, you know... He got on the same talk we talked about with politicians and how you can change them, take the money out. The money's got to be there. He really doesn't like the internet and how it's been running. I agree. You agree that I don't think the internet is wild west as he thinks it is. I think there are lots of controls. No, there are zero controls. And those controls are working in his favor. The, um, if, if we go, went back to what we were talking about earlier, which was this idea of cleaning up government, mm-hmm. then you would have no problem with government being the watchdog for the internet because you trust the government. And he says because the government created the internet, that's another reason why they are in a position to regulate it. Yeah, well, that too, right? Like, if you're actually building a town hall <laughs> and then saying... But we're not going to patrol the town hall. You can just go in there and have fucking the Royal Rumble. Well, the best thing I think would be is... Bad analogy, I guess. But you see where I'm going. I get what you're saying. Social media companies give a bunch of money to the government to form a committee to regulate them. No. What could go wrong? Wrong. We clean house in the government and we rehire a department that focuses solely on patrolling the internet. Boom. How many Done. times does this happen? But what do you mean patrolling the internet? Like if the, so you're going to th- send someone to jail if they write no, something on the internet that's no, false? No, we're going to, we'll have a free speech, whatever. I'm not against that, but there still have to be some rules and regulations and you need a body to be in charge of enforcing said rules and regulations. We just have a problem that that body would be the government because we don't want another corrupt body 
well, no, protecting Joe's, us from a corrupt body. Joe's point is who, at the time of the regulation, whichever government's in power, their side is going to get a favorable result. We, no one trusts it to I disagree. Be, no, no, this was Joe's position. I get it. I'm saying I disagree with him if because... It was Republicans in power... Whatever regulation they do is going to favor Republicans. Yeah. Democrats power, whatever regulation they do is going to favor Democrats. We know from all past regulation that it always goes back to bite the other party in the ass. Because you'll use this against us. They will all, eventually in the future, the other party will find some loophole. They'll find a way to use it against you. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I had another, I had a point. Either way, it's come and gone. I'd like to hear where Yan's going to give all his money away because he... Is a big proponent of that. I He's don't giving he... it to NASA. <sighs> they want to go back to the moon. I think he's going to give it to him, the Hall of Yawn. He's going to have, you know how presidents have a library? Because he really loves his legend of what he's become, and rightfully so. He should be pretty stoked. Although I think Rolling Stone magazine <laughs> is now just a, rag, a rag. wretched left-wing rag. But his last advice was to act local if you really want to make change. And that's the truth, but I'm sure there's red tape and corruption as we're about to uh, head into a municipal election. Do you guys know anything? For the mayor? Our mayor was gay. I don't give a shit. And he's not running anymore. Our mayor was gay. He's no longer. What the hell does that have to do with anything? That's how progressive we are. I'm I'm bragging, if anything, but he's stepping down. Hold on. Him being gay has nothing to do with us being progressive. Jim Watson was like a counselor in the city for two plus decades. Hiding his gayness too. So we voted for him. Gayness. He's around Ottawa being gay all the fucking time. I think at the what, beginning. What do you want him at swizzles and hot pants? Like I'm Jim. Hey. I don't think he was like out at the beginning when he got elected. <laughs> I think he was. Really? Yeah, I think he was widely known. Okay, no, he was I don't an MP. Know. He was an MP. But anyways, anyways, the point being is there's a long history of Ottawa mayors. Um, being gay? No. Oh. Uh, no. Leaving office and then popping up somewhere with a car dealership. Okay. For the first time ever, I feel like Jim Watson will ride into the sunset. Remember when we had the mayor? And will be a scapegoat for the O train. Who was rich and then came to be mayor instead of vice versa? I don't remember that one. Larry yeah. O'Brien. Yeah, Larry he was O'Brien. A, he's a Lex Luthor type character <laughs> and just so unlikable. Yeah, nobody liked him very much. But uh, usually mayors... That probably meant he was doing good things. Open up car dealerships with land they rezoned. Is that <laughs> right? It'll just be disappointing to see if Jim Watson opens up a chain of subways or something. Yeah, like I said, I think we just need to clear house on all government across the board. But if you re- if you really care, the way you affect the most change is local. Besides your vote, federal, you change it. That's why I say how many times it happened... A bright-eyed guy like you has a really good idea on how to make government work better. Right. Well, I do. Till you get up there and they say, here's $500,000 to do your think tank. And besides, if you don't come any results, we won't yeah. be upset. This, and you go, you know what? I, fire, I work on myself. I fire all those people. Uh, I fire all those people. I guess, it's, I guess at the end of the day, it's like when you say all these people have to be fired or... Someone has to do, someone has to have power control and to say, there's always a, we have to elect that person to do the thing. They get a chance, they can come back and reapply for their jobs, everybody. I'm not blackballing any government workers, but there'll be a new hiring. But in the meantime, stuff still has to run, so there'll be a skeleton crew of people who know what they're doing to stay on till they leave. It just. Um, We will do pre-hiring. Everybody will know they're losing their jobs. 
if they bail right away, then they can't get their jobs back. They they are blackballed. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking outside the box here. Just thinking out loud. If I was like the king of the world. You've got to win your municipal election in your ward. I'll vote for you. Yeah. I'm not in your ward, but I might actually be. Ward 14, yeah. Let's do this. couple years, you get up city council. Yeah. Then your mayor. Then no, your that takes team. too long. I need to run for mayor this year. This is what it is. It's all going to take right too away. long. Right away. It's a it's a weak batch of newbies. I could probably and get like, right And in like there. you said with Ronald Reagan and uh, Jimmy Carter, yeah. whoever comes into power, first order of business is getting rid of everything yeah. the last person did instead yeah. of. Are there any solar panels anywhere? If there are, remove them Gotta immediately. Go. Lose it. Lose the drapes. Put a coal plant out back. <laughs> this kitchen is not going to work. Knock down the windmills. Yeah. So yeah. prick. Although I didn't agree with all his positions and stuff and thought he was sort of disingenuous about stuff, I, I did enjoy this podcast. I got to give you credit. I thought you were going to come in here and fucking shit down this guy's throat. I thought for sure. That's well, the fact that he's $700 million and acting like the small guy. Well, it is hard to listen to somebody to just say, no, that's wrong. You're wrong. I've never heard. Like, it's like Joe talking about Bigfoot. That just that total... Close-mindedness is hard to listen to. Mm-hmm. 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 That, that and that's why I'll be critical of him. But like I said, he 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 doesn't really know what he thinks. <laughs> and he hired people when he left that went way lefter than him. Again, I think he is just definitely one of those people who thinks the other side is so bad that yes. our side can be a little bad to get the job done. But as long as it's not the other guys, that but, seems but to be. The, although he's a cultural icon for what he's done with the Rolling Stone magazine and an influence, he's still just like a gossip column, like snitching on people and yeah. wanting to be. I mean, I cool heard crowd. that Rolling Stone was just a CIA. Um, well, we'll, we'll get counterculture we'll, we'll, tool. We'll, we'll get into that uh, in the next one. Yeah. So there you go. Bing, bang, boom. Comedy. I was going to say conspiracy, but oh, I like, that's okay, a good that's segue. Other, yeah. Either way. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom, conspiracy. I like that. Is that it? Come on, we're done. I give it a three, yeah. Uh, I give it a two. Um, I'll give it a two as well, Matt. I think I'll see your two. Okay. Well, we are going to take a break. We're going to pay a bill, and we'll be right back. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I'm sure we've all been stuck in that loop of trying to solve a problem only to realize that another one pops up. Now you're trying to solve two problems and sure enough, a third, fourth, and fifth problem will pop up and you end up in this problem-solving whack-a-mole game. Well, this is where a therapist can benefit you a great deal because a therapist can help you become a better problem solver. And when you become a better problem solver, it's much easier to accomplish your goals and it's easier to find solutions on your own And that's a great feeling. Therapy can help you figure out what the issue is, potentially where it came from, and how you can alleviate it in the future or stop it from coming back altogether. Now, if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and it's done entirely online. You'll get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists at any time. The best part? Listeners of this show will get a 10% discount off their first month. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E today and you will get 10% off your first month. 
That's betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. Go check them out. 10% off your first month. Thank you so much to them for sponsoring the show. We're back. Thank you so much to BetterHelp. There will be a link in the description. Go and check them out. Get that help. Get that better help. Come on. Name, name unter number, please. 1878 Roger Lowe. I just, just sorry, just before Roger we start Waters. with uh, Roger Lowe, um, I know you're going to get a bunch of emails. Oh, Simon doesn't know what he's talking about. Government this and government that. Can't just clean house. You're the, those people are the problem. No one contacts us. No one gives. Oh shit. yeah. Right. But if they did, they mm-hmm. would be. The You've problem. always been the dreamer. No one's going to take that away from well, you. Well, I just, you, otherwise you're just um, throwing back. Bad money at bad or good money at bad money, you know. It's you're never gonna. I feel you. No matter how hard you try and fucking. Not our lifetime is gonna happen. I mean, it could. We would be not our generation, but this next generation. They have a lot of complaints. It would have to happen through um, violence, I would imagine. Unfortunately, (laughs) right? Like, Mm, I don't think anybody in power would (laughs) give it up. So you would have to like have somebody elected like Trump, let's say, and instead of deciding to play in the system, he was just like, no, everybody gets fired. I wish I could do his, uh... <laughs> you know what I mean? He just yeah. fired everyone like on his TV show. That would have been the best thing he did, but he did not do that. He fired a lot of people still. Right. But you have to, um, you, you also can't just bring in. You can't drain people. You can't drain a swamp and then refill it with garbage <laughs> with more like, alligators. That's it. Back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Like, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Mr. Get Beast. rid of the shark sharks, but we're bringing in gators. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's unfortunately how it works. Yeah. Um, Sorry, back si- to Roger. Waters. Since we don't know when podcasts are recorded anymore, um, Ari posted on Instagram a picture of Roger Waters, Joe himself, Duncan Trussell, and Tony. Okay, well, we know from the um, next one that they were talking about going to the Roger Waters show that night. You don't know this because you didn't listen to the second half, but they did talk about maybe giving people a pass on Sober October for... But we'll get to that. We'll get to that, but... Anyways. Really, eh? Well, because it's well, we'll, be get it. we'll get to 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 it. Yes, fine. I was just trying to give some context. Yeah, 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 yeah. My my point actually was that I would have much preferred to listen to this conversation before at the dinner table than this podcast. Before we start, could we just get? I'd like everyone to give me a general synopsis of how they feel about Roger Waters, just so I have an idea of where we're all coming from. A real artist. After listening to this, you liked him more, less, equally. You think he's a great guy. Like what I liked him with? less before. But I mean, obviously him signing with some of the things I said or whatever would make me think, oh, he's cooler. I always heard he was a complete dick. Like as a musician and they weren't cool. But again, sort of back to the end, there used to be mystery about rock stars and stuff. I mean, you, you just heard rumor. They had no Instagram account. They, they didn't let you in his life. But the fact that he doesn't listen to music, he's pretty still into doing what he does sort of thing. He's not chasing dreams. Matthew? Uh, The Bears are what we thought they were. I honestly, he's pretty much what I had assumed he would be. Well, no, and I don't mean that in a a positive or a negative way. 
he had that like sort of old English rock star way about him. You know, well, super well-spoken, good grasp on the language. Obviously a smart guy. 80 years old. Yeah, I just, this is not like, we, we've established that these old rock stars don't usually make for great podcasts. They're usually just smelling their own shit. And that's what we got a lot of in this episode. Unless you guys felt a different way. That's kind of how I felt. Yeah, no, no. That, I mean, that pretty much sums it up, I think. He seemed to have some pretty righteous ideas. I mean, he was an anti-Semite, so you must have had a real problem with him. That was hard. That was hard. But uh, now we find out Kanye is an anti-Semite. But it's okay because... He's black. He's He's part of the tribe. But I always said that, right? I could use the N-word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're both on the same team. We're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Not you. Oh, no, not me. me. No, 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 no. Yeah, you, 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 and... Yeah. I was wondering myself listening to him when he was talking about... um, not being an anti-Semite, yes. Despite the accusations, in that, I mean, it's an interesting area where you get into where, like, if you disagree with Israel's policy against Palestine, it's because you hate Jews. Yeah, that's the only. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, it's I'm so trying weird. to give the analogy of like, if you if you agree if you disagree with America's policies because you hate Americans. It's 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 just a, just the the strangest. I think the only situation where that happens. Um. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, I'm not a huge like Israel supporter. You know what I mean? I don't. You are, but you their policy isn't your policy. No, to... I just I also like it's such a weird situation. You know what I mean? Being given that it's, land, it's like it's the all weirdest so situation. bonkers. Being put into the midst of like all of your enemy, it just that none of it makes any sense. Just in the fact that you can't think, it's sort of like this. Like there's a similar situation in another place. It's it's very unique. Well, it's that very weird. Hurt people, hurt people. Like you, you know, the Jews go through the Holocaust, and then immediately, like you know, what a couple years later, like six years later, take over Israel and then start, you know, in self defense <clears throat> though, according to them, yeah. I'm just saying it's all very ugly. It's all very ugly. Yeah. But yeah. I think he doesn't have to um, defend himself from being anti-Semitic. For having that view on Palestine, Palestinians have just as much of a right to, as anyone else. He He's a human rights activist at the end of the day. And despite him saying, you know, about Russia, say, he seems like he's defending Putin. He, he I don't think he defended anyone, really. He's mad could, at Trump. He's mad at Biden. He's an equal opportunist. I mean, you could tell in his letter he wasn't defending Putin. Could you imagine thinking you should do that? Could uh, you not write, that he's write going a edge, letter. I got to give him peace of mind. Whether he reads it or not, I got to know I sent this letter. I mean, I give him credit at least that even being Roger Waters, he was like, you know, he probably didn't read it. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't. He knows. Well, it was never Zelensky, read. Zelensky did read it. I mean, that was which the, is why Zelenska. I gotta say that's the weirdest thing like, hearing an eighty-year-old rock star who's like been everywhere, done everything, like oddly clout chase, being like, you know, Zelensky retweeted me. The least this guy could do is return my letter. Like, why? Who the fuck? <laughs> like, that's a no, very. I think it's funny. It would be like me sitting down and writing a letter to Putin, thinking I can stop the war. And then he didn't respond to me, and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I wrote him this letter. It was fucking really poignant, Matt. I, like, took a lot of time to write it. I used a lot of references, a lot of sources in my material, and he didn't respond to it. Just totally ignored me. It's nonsensical. 
Like I couldn't even get my friends to respond to a letter I wrote. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fucking true. Putin. Do you like Pink Floyd's music? I mean, I do, but like, I don't know. I was, I, I'm not like a huge diehard fan. My answer is no. Know a lot listen, about the band, Brick in the Wall and Money are classics, undeniable. But am I like, could I name you four other Pink Floyd songs? No. I like Led Zeppelin a lot more than I like Pink Floyd. If that helps. Interesting. What about you? Are you a Pink Floyd fan? Yeah, definitely. Interesting. You definitely are a Pink Floyd fan. Yeah. I wasn't expecting you to say definitely, that's for sure. Like, you want to know how much of a Pink Floyd fan I am? Yep. I didn't know they sang Money. When he started <laughs> playing Money, I was like, oh, no fucking way, that's well, Pink that's Floyd. In, that's interesting. Well, just the how advanced making that movie. The Wall? The Wall with uh, Bob Geldof, I believe, is the guy in it. Bob Geldof. Yeah, the guy that did Farm Aid, not Farm Aid. Yep. What was that? You, yeah. No, I know who you're talking and about. And the mixing the animation. Like, they're, it, it, so many people could say they're inspired by or influenced by what he did. As I guess, I didn't realize, I saw Sid Barrett was a member of the band who just went did acid and went crazy, but he was sort of writing all the songs and went crazy, and Roger sort of had to pick up without him. Yeah, that was a crazy story he was telling, eh? Where, like, this guy who was the the driving force of this band was obviously so off his rocker, but they just continued, like, in real life. You know what I mean? But he the still way, did the shit. The way he put it, he seemed like Sid Barrett was the legit anti-star. He's like, Sid, like, they want us to play on the show. We're going to start making the money. He's like, no, I'm not in it for that. Like, that... You know what I think happened? Kurt Cobain. You know what I think happens a lot too? I think a lot of people, your buddy starts a band. You can play guitar. Maybe you're good at writing. He's like, yo, you want to join this band? And you're like, yeah, I do because I like spending time with my friends. And in your head, you're like, this is never going to amount to anything. I just really like playing the guitar. I really like this group of guys. We meet up a couple times a week. You And then, you know, you're like, you know what? I don't mind playing the occasional live show too. This is fun. And next thing you know, you know, you're you're selling out arenas and you're wildly famous. Yeah, you think that happens a lot? Maybe you're like wildly antisocial and you don't want to be in front of all those people. Maybe that's the worst thing. That happens all imagine. the time. That happens with the egos. That happens with a lot of people. Yes, come on. I do. When you asked, I do think it happens more often than not. That scenario specifically where, because I think actors, that's something that you have to want. Like if you're an actor, you know kind of what you're getting into. Unless you do stage, right? That's like real acting where you're not going to get famous. Yeah, I mean, I... I Sorry, go ahead. I, I think bands get together and at least one person wants to be famous, wants to be a rock star, wants to like... Oh, I agree. I'm, I'm, delusionally yeah, yeah. chase it. But what I'm saying though is like I said, that's why I use like your guitar playing buddy. You know what I mean? Also, I watched this documentary the other day. There's like 20 musicians in the world that have been a part of like every single big sort of music They're more uh, studio album. guys, you mean? Yeah, just like... Motown... Yeah, just a guitar guy that every single person has had on their album. You know what Russell I mean? Russell Scholes. Yeah, a, a, a drummer that's like played for everyone, that sort of thing. And, and definitely like, I mean, I think he does the same thing over and over again. Although he changes songs and shows, he said he did 200 shows and on the last way he changed it. But it's not like he's making new music. I mean, that's almost good because like when you hear, oh, the Stones came out with a new album, there's like, is there really a part of you that's like, oh, I can't wait to hear? No. Like if you go to a Stones show and they're like, we're going to play you some new songs, 
you're like, oh my god, just give me like paint it black. Exactly, that's exactly where my head's at. I, I don't know. For me personally, like, and I get it. You're you're an artist. You're a musician. You're like, I want to keep creating. I don't just want to play the same fifteen songs over and over again. But for us, we just want to. No, hear if it. you're the Rolling Stones, you're like Burke Kreischer. Take your shirt off and yeah, shut take the your fuck up. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I was trying to think in my head just of the last time a Rolling Stones had a good song. I think it was Start Me Up, which is still twenty years ago. Still, that's thirty like, years. Yeah, ago. I was gonna say that's a long time. It's a long ago. time ago, but 1992, I think. Or they've put out ten albums yeah. since then. It's not, a, and it's not an even amazing song. But if it goes on, you sort of hey, it's Start Me Up. I just think of uh, that scene in Forrest Gump where Jenny's. Where Jenny's playing the guitar and that guy in the crowd just yells out, take your shirt off. <laughs> like, it feels like, you know what I mean? You you don't want to end up being that. Where, like, again, like I said, like, just play night moves. But I guess it's tough. That's It's a weird flex, though, because it's like you got rich off of painted black, give me shelter. And then you have, like, a low-key hatred of. I think more. Yeah, well, and Bob Seger has plenty. I know. It's a fucking calm down. I, or is it Pete Seger? Who do you think's bigger, Bob Seger or Prince? Well, I huh? think Prince is Prince. a better musician. Yeah, I do too. But Bob Seger is bigger. Yeah, I agree. What do you mean bigger? More hits, more... No, I think Prince on every level is bigger. What do you mean no? You're just I saying thought, that categorically uh, no. I, went I bet on money Bob made, and, money made and album sales, I bet Bob Seger wins. Okay, hold on. I'm going to pull up the stats in two seconds pull it up. I'm going to come back to I this. I think what my point was with um, Pink Floyd is not necessarily pop music. It's way more... Some songs are obviously like have fallen into the pop genre of yacht rock or whatever, but they were way more experimental. So they could still proceed new technology. What is yacht more rock? Experimental. It's like uh Yes, Margarita I understand music film. you'd listen to. What okay. you'd listen to on a yacht, owned, yes. If you own the yacht. <laughs> no, no. It's I guess like, that's why I have no... Well, what's his name? He's the epitome Jimmy of Buffett. It. Jimmy Buffett. Eagles. Okay. Eagles. Everything Burt Kreischer listens to. Yeah, I just you guys are naming like it's you know. I guess Who else? What, what is another yacht rock though besides those? There are hollow notes. Hollow notes, nice like that. Yeah. What else? I think it's all American. It's almost all American. I don't think there's a lot of uh, British yacht rock. So like Credence. Yeah. Oh yeah, Credence is some good yacht rock. I don't think Credence is yacht rock. Chicago. Chicago's probably yacht rock. Chicago is yacht rock. I think a little foreigner journey. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the Lord. No, I don't think that's Yacht Rock, man. No, no, I don't think that's Yacht Rock. That's almost uh, folk. That's too much is coming down to be from the gallows. Beach Boys are Yacht Rock. No, oh. Beach Boys is Surf Rock. Yeah. You don't even know what you're talking about anymore, man. Surfers do not listen to the Beach Boys now. The only Kokomo, Kokomo was Yacht Rock. That's where they turned the corner, but everything else. Have you guys ever heard of the Empiricals? Local band? No. From Ottawa? Yeah. Shout out the Empiricals. Paul, this, the super quiet sound guy from Babylon, was an like one of the most incredible guitarists. He was in this band called the Empiricals. They were massive in Japan. Like, I remember once I was back there and I was like, Paul, how was your week? He's like, oh, I just got back from Japan. We did like a month there. And I was like, doing what? He's like, Oh, we had sold out shows. Why wouldn't he just live in Japan? He had a kid that lived here. Um, but yeah, they had like that. Uh, the Japanese love that like surf style, you know, like Mersalu. Mersalu? Is that a style or a band? It's the band. It's the, no, uh, you know, the know. intro to Pulp Fiction. Hey, that's Mersalu. Or I'm probably saying it wrong. Yeah, Mirislow or Miris. I'm going to look that yeah, up too. Please do. Um, 
Yeah, they love that kind of music in Japan. And that was the Empiricals. I don't know why I brought what that up. What was the first thing I had to look up, though? Bob we were going to look up Bob Seeger versus Prince. Yeah. yeah. I, like, Kamar, I go back to it. Prince is probably one of the most gifted musicians ever to walk the I earth. think Prince is greater than Bob Seeger. Yeah, I agree with I'd you. I'd listen yeah. to one of them for the rest of my life. I'd choose Prince. But I assumed in my naivety that Prince, more album sales, more hits than Bob Seeger, but I was wrong. Unless Simon's found some new information. Prince wrote. Um, What's that Sinead O'Connor song? Nothing compares to you. Yes, he did. That's a fucking like. He also wrote another Manic Monday by the Bengals. Really, um, he wrote that's interesting. Didn't know that. It was hilarious for him to shit on Rolling Stone, as is followed the Yan word. Yeah, but like you said before, he did profess respect and admiration for Yan, but sort of decreed Rolling Stone as the left wing rag that I did. But I, I, it's more like. I guess the supporter guys like you're 80 years old, old rocker. What the hell do you know about what's going on geopolitically? But I think I defend him and say he's pretty on top of it, despite numerous examples of forgetting what he was talking about he's or where he's going with something. So, 78 million worldwide for Bob Seeger, 150 million worldwide for Prince. I stand corrected proudly. Thank you. Thank you. Bob Seger made more touring for sure. Princeton do a lot of live shows. I think that's what it is. The whole I think that's a fair assessment. The whole though. encompass. But you know Prince played at Oliver's. <laughs> yes, after show. Yeah. He's that kind of he's that kind he of guy. He used to do an after show in every city and he played at the fucking Ottawa or Carlton University yes. bar oh, Oliver's. University yeah. University. It's weird how I used to go to that place as an underage kid. It was an amazing thing. And then when I was Old enough to go there was like kids. Yeah. Like you, then you were like creepy as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I went to school at Carleton. Mm-hmm. We went there. It wasn't. It had one of the biggest raves in the world at one point. Cosmic. Really? Yeah, that four story house. It was house. crazy. That's when I, I really got into doing drugs and going to Each events. Each room that was like a different. Um, and there's weird theme, corridors that yeah. were constructed. It didn't yeah, look like a university. That's where you go to like fuck yourself up even more whereas i always was fucked up enough when i did psychedelics raves in our in our generation and locale were nuts because they were all run by bikers and if you fucked around you were going to get fucked up and there were definitely drugs there (laughs) it's a rave so there was bono she (laughs) that was the most like yeah, we know moment That's ever. That's Captain Obvious. Drugs at rage. You shit on Bono, <laughs> rightfully so, supporting your position that you've had from the beginning of the podcast, Simon. I just want to... Which was what? That Bono is a piece of shit? Yes. Fuck Bono. It's funny because I do a joke shitting on Bono, and there was an Irish guy in the audience. This is a couple weeks ago, whatever. And I was like, you, you don't like Bono. He's like, fuck him. And no one likes Bono in Ireland. Um. I appreciate you giving me that shout out like that, but I don't remember saying anything shitty about Bono. Is that Bono like a stance is the I took? is the grounds for uh, TMP? Too much philanthropy. Oh, too much philanthropy. Yeah. Was I don't think it was Bono. Was it? In my mind, it is okay. Fair enough. Sure, In my I, it very well could be. And also, I know I was very upset when they put that song on my on phone. Yeah, I was enraged. So that is possible. So yes, thank you, Kamara. You're I, welcome. I take that. I'll take that gladly. And just the fact that Bono refers to Nancy Pelosi as a good person, uh, George W. Bush wants to go hang out at the World Economic Forum. Yeah, he's bought and sold. He was playing a gig for the forum when he ran into Roger Waters. 
are cross paths. Uh, Roger Waters is greater than Bono. I well, you were looking up. I don't know if you heard, but we were just talking about. Yes, doesn't it? Sorry, just one thing. Doesn't it feel like Roger Waters is like Dumbledore and Bono is like Severus, and they're like <laughs> Harry Pottering Harry Potter this whole thing. I don't know that evil I was versus say. good, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. shooting their wands at each other, and one is a blue flame and one is a red flame, and they hit each other in the middle, but they don't go anywhere. But it just—I've never hated you more than I do right <laughs> this second. Like honest to God, I've had a lot of respect for you most of my life, and right here, it just. You don't like fantasy? I don't mind fantasy. You know how many Harry Potter movies I've seen? Two. Okay. You know what, Matt? Just two more that than Kamara, didn't have to be Harry Potter. That could have been insert any insert Game Wizards of Thrones. Okay. here, you know? My apologies. Could Simon. have been Sauron against fucking, I don't know who. It was more the like ejaculate Gandalf. with which you got into it. That Yeah, that's true. I did get into it. But Kamara was loving it, so I was kind of playing. Okay, you're, well. yeah, got it. Got it, got it. But I think as far as human rights activists, people betray or whatever that what they're doing, going to give condoms in Africa or whatever Bono's that I don't even know. I I think Roger Waters going to give condoms in Africa. <laughs> I think Roger Waters has more credibility than Bono. Roger Waters is like I'm going to bring this African child back to his family. He's been in war torn Liberia, and Bono's like I'm going to hand out condoms. Yeah. Jerk off Klaus Schwab. <laughs> I thought it was interesting when he was talking about interpretation of song because he has a idea that he's trying to say in it. But, I mean, how many songs do you actually know what they say? Unless you hear it hundreds of times, it just sort of everything works, the word's catchy, it rhymes with this. I don't think it matters. Once you put it out there, it's for uh, it's for everyone else to... Immediately so. He, he wasn't like, if you don't get what I'm saying through my song, you're wrong. It's it's just the the... Yeah. the extra cool thing about music as an art form yeah is my intent for you to think doesn't have to be what you get That's out of it all art and not it still just works. music all like, art works like that a painting you look at dude pick a nirvana song and i guarantee you couldn't tell me what the fuck he's going on about like it makes you feel a certain it, it, way yeah definitely that's just means. an emotion like rage or something yeah. but i would argue with a beautiful landscape it's 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 universal what it is, the capturing of nature. I, I feel like this guy's Jeffrey Dahmering nature, like he's out there in art. The- yeah, fair enough. So imp- you know, but then you could have like portraits, an impressionist portraits. I don't get it. Is- he meant one thing by making that portrait. I see another thing. Yeah, but the way a portrait makes you feel can be different. Yes, the emotion it evokes, but just just the the intent of the song. There could be a song about being together, and you could think it's a song about. Break you apart. Sure. And it doesn't matter. I guess artists don't necessarily even have an intent of what they want. Well, I think no, they like, probably do. Well, no, here's a good example. Like Pop what, music. Well, that's not art. Come on. But it's <laughs> um, Black Sabbath changes. I feel like it was originally written about like losing. Um, Randy Rhodes, the um, guitarist. Yeah, I feel like when he wrote it, it was about like losing um, love, like a woman leaving you. And when Charles Bradley redid it, it was about his mom dying. You know what I mean? So it's the, the same the, the, kind the of... The artist reinterpreting the yeah, song. Yeah, sorry, it's the same. It's it's still loss. It's loss of something different in a different way. We were talking about that uh, songs that are almost sometimes done better. The cover is better than the original. 
Again, Sinead O'Connor's version is way better than Prince's. Example, mm-hmm. besides that. Nothing compares to you. Uh, I like, um, this is sort of inside baseball, but uh, Dinosaur Jr. is just like heaven more than The Cure is just like heaven. I also Because like it still that, has the anthemic yeah. feel to it, but a lot more grunge to it. Radiohead's, such a loser. Radiohead's Creep, I've seen done on like multiple different, like the voice type shows. And it's almost always better than Radiohead's version. That's interesting. Even Dave Chappelle's version? No, definitely not. That I haven't version. heard that. Yeah, uh, you didn't see that? No. Like there's these two uh there's these two German sisters that do it on like the uh the European version of the voice. It's probably the best version of creep you'll ever fucking hear. That's it, neither of you care. Cool. I look forward to hearing it. No, I'll never show it to you. All yeah. along the watchtower. I like that you think that you have the keys. Mm, Jimmy's YouTube. is better than Bob Dylan's. I have the keys to YouTube. Yeah. I don't. Why? What? What? What does that mean? You said you're not going to show it to me. Well, you won't look. Mental for it. note. You don't listen to our show, so you won't That's remember. True. I will never remember. There was something you were supposed to look up after Bob Seger, and you already forgot to look. Oh it yeah, up. what was it? I don't remember. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bob Seger, Prince. I was just so happy to yeah. write. Yeah. I forgot what the second. Did thing. you have memories of Winds of Change when yes. Joe asked? I guess the most important question of the podcast, which was the relationship between the Wizard of Oz. And uh, Dark Side of the Moon. I just love how he unequivocally was like, not me, not anyone else who has well, any part of the recording. Much, no one. <laughs> much like Klaus of uh, the Scorpions. I've heard this. I know, yeah. but what is the... There's no conspiracy yeah, behind this, what's though. what's the... That's not tearing down the wall, you know what I mean? It's not changing the world. Well, I wonder if brick in the wall has anything to do with that wall. Okay. Like the lyrics, if it has anything to do with well, the Berlin that, Wall. That do, do could be more true, but what does that have to do with the Wizard of Oz and watching it on acid backward? Like, how does well, that no, fit we in? We sat down with, it was Tony Hinchcliffe who brought it to my attention, but I, you've heard it other places. The Wizard of Oz? The wiz, you, you play yeah. Wizard of Oz and uh, Pink Floyd and it sings up perfectly, up. Yeah. you trip out, and we finally get the man in the thing. And he could say, yeah, actually we did. We sat down, we sort of Time stroked it out, but he no, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see his face when he said it. Like the same thing in Winds of Change. For those of you who don't know, we listen to podcasts where the Scorpion song Winds of Change may have been written by the CIA. Yes. So that I get. Yes. Now, how that and the Wizard of Oz thing, you think the Wizard of Oz they lined it up. That was a CIA. Well, no. Op? As I was talking about that, I would think it'd be a, a partnership between MGM Grand and <laughs> Roger Waters or whoever put out right. the Wizard of Oz. Simon's to like sell more you, records because they have a two end. for yeah. one. Yeah. That's the end. It's a capitalistic thing, but it has nothing to do with winds of change. That's all. That's all. It, it, it does. I was just trying to no, draw it, it sort does. of. You do know. It's, 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 the, it's, it's, it's the gotcha moment. There's no gotcha moment. He, I think we There's all, no- hold on. We all knew, I think I knew beyond any reasonable doubt that Pink Floyd didn't go in the studio and say, let's do a bunch of acid and line our album up perfectly. I bet to or even of Oz. more, let's make sure that going forward, when we're actually writing the album, we make sure we do things to line it up. That's crazy. But I bet you the way Tony Hinchcliffe is, even though he sat down dinner with him, he's still like, I know what you say you did, but we know you yeah. did it. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, it, sure. It, it'd be cooler if he did say it is. I mean, to inspire more people to go out and do mushrooms, listen to the album, watch the movie. But he sort of put it to an end. Listen, it's hard enough making it's a poignant. hit fucking album. If you're going to go out and kill yourself trying to make a hit album line up perfectly with a classic film that no one in this generation really gives a shit about, very weird flex. I mean, I it's very interesting that they line up, if that's true. It, that is just like a crazy coincidence. Or that's the universe just being funny. Yeah, that could be it too, yeah. Just like, fuck these humans, funny universe. you know? I'm going to... Yeah, make this work, but it has zero to do with the CIA. I, I I just can't see why they would do it. I don't see it either. Yeah, well, the analogy's been blown apart. Well done again, Simon. <laughs> just trying to have fun. Are so hurt. Well, no, but as far um, as far as the dismantling of ideas, ideas, no governments. Yes, same could be said for the media. Yes. Tear it all down. Just, start again. Well, just when he talked about one of the big things that came up with the Rolling Stone reporter was who gas who in Syria, and I we don't remember now. It's a afterthought, but whatever we heard first, we were sure the Syrians gas them, and like I, I guess you have to go in there blindly, not doing any more research into it, and finding out it's complete lies, and everything we know is a lie. I mean, media seems like an easier nut to crack, anyways. Than trying to go after, you know, dismantling the government. Because their their sponsors are involved. Well, yeah, and you like you really get if you stop using Twitter, mm-hmm. if everybody stopped using Twitter <clears throat> yeah. tomorrow, yeah. that's a uh we boycott it, they're toxic, they're done. They have no power anymore. I agree. Like Same that's how that months. that's how that works. That's not how it works with the government, because you know what I mean? Like well, they collect taxes. It's perpetual. Well, and also the enacting change at this point is almost impossible. You know, you're mm-hmm. electing candidates who are both working for sides of the coin that are broken. The this, you know, you just it's your dollar. It's your straight up dollar, man. Yeah. Funny just, talk. just meaning that your vote is probably not as effective as your dollar is. That's what I'm saying. I agree. Your dollar is far more effective. Far more effective. Well, first of all, you have takes, one vote. You have more than one dollar. And it takes a hopefully. lot less of us to enact some sort of change. Look, like you don't need everybody to stop using a company, but like if they fucking piss off enough people. Dude, if they see a 10% drop, they're usually like, whoa, 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 this whoa, is whoa, what, whoa, This whoa, is whoa, what whoa. I'm saying. They start adjusting accordingly. What if no one enlisted? In the army? Everyone had an alternative to because that's a lot of the army is. They would. Uh, there's nothing else I can do. This is a good job. I'll get. Yeah, they're gonna pay benefits. for my education. They would there build was, robots a lot faster. But the army would also have trouble ha- justifying its budget. Did you? Speaking of robots, did you see the uh, Boston Dynamics came out and stated we will not use our robots as weapons that means they're using the robots definitely right like (laughs) that's how english works this is where you smash cut 10 years later like a robot's got a guy pinned to a wall where's your wife that's exactly it i mean it all it takes is you know we see this with everything where you're like some massive company will come along and be like well we'll buy boston dynamics for uh 
a trillion dollars and Boston Dynamics will be like, oh, throw guns on these things. Yeah. <laughs> go, go nuts. I don't know how we... Sorry, what were you talking about, Kamar? Boston Ro- Dynamics. It, it, no, that was me. No, sorry. Was Is Roger Waters crazy for thinking the whole world could disarm? And Joe came back and said, well, there's always one person who's going to have one. That's just a, a fool's errand. Well, if everybody, when you say everybody disarms, yeah. like, couldn't you just put all the weapons into a place that everybody agrees upon and then doesn't touch? And then if you need them, you have them? Well, couldn't you just say everyone? That, <laughs> well, you could just say everyone that signs, this, everyone has to sign this thing. So, And then everyone that does sign it, if anyone breaks the pact, everyone is immediately at war with that country. So then everyone is mutually, you know what I mean? You no, need- but what they're saying is if you get rid of all your nukes, if we, mm-hmm. there, there are three of us at this table and we yeah. make a decision, all nukes go away. I get it, and I keep You mine. and I, yeah, sh- I get, get rid of it and Kamar keeps his. Well, we know well, Kamar's going to be the he's one. He's the king. Yeah, but yes and no, because you... Listen, the idea We of could nukes- band together to try and keep him away from his nuke, but... But nukes is a weird thing because you can't then take over any land that you've nuked. We don't know that. We don't know that. No. Because there's places that they've nuked and there's stuff there. Or is it, are, are there, remember the one we saw of all the explosions? Are there that many areas on the planet you can't go there because of radiation? I mean, listen, I just, Kamar, do you know that if you build a gas station somewhere, you can't build anything there for like 25 years after? Like if you, te- if you tear the gas station out, I that bear land is con- I don't even believe it. <laughs> I believe it's just some environmental thing. Unless you could show me the case where there was a gas station, they bulldozed it, they built a house, and everyone got oil poisoning and died four years later. Something like, something like that. It, it seems like me, like, there's gas there. There's no point living on it. There's, I don't think there's proof. But you know the guy, he, the place he's talking about, right? Well, there's, there's one beside the McDonald's on Bronx, and that's a perfect within, example. Uh, uh, half a kilometer with well, each other. They're just, why is they, that dead space? You can build there. You just have to clean it. You have to clean and it. Cleaning yeah, it, it is going to cost ton of money. My point, though, is that you have, to, you have to environmentally spend a ton of money to clean that up. I'm just saying that's just from a gas station. I have a tough time believing that if we dropped a nuclear weapon, there wouldn't be some sort of fallout. But you could be right. You and, you know, And I don't think there's right. tons sometimes of money right. in those high rises, Kamar. I think it usually works like you finance the. Well, they're co-ops. Floors all the way up until like the top couple, and that's where you're making your money. On, I'm talking know? my ass, so I'm not really going to carry on with it. Would it be the UN would be in charge of all these nuclear weapons? We ran them all up and say, you guys, because the UN is kind of useless, right? Uh, seems like it, yeah. It's, it's just showboating and a reason for them to fly around in planes and talk about I mean, I'm planet. sure the UN has a very useful initiative. And it's just probably corrupted like everything else. So when we're cleaning house. Hold on. There's good UN peacekeeping missions where they go out and give aid. This is what I mean. Countries. Ideally there is, but China, uh, Russia, and America all have veto power. No, but the idea of the UN. As far as the voting stuff. Sure. So it's never, it's never like a unanimous thing. There's always at the end of the day, we don't want to do it. All I meant was it's not like they do nothing of any use whatsoever. The UN does obviously have some so do you think it'd be cooler if we got uh world rules and the un was in charge a one world government well we already how did we get from there to there well that's what he was talking about well first of all we already have the geneva convention which is rules for the world is it not the Nuremberg code of rights which he quoted numerous times is the only thing that matters aside he said trump's all personal vendettas and stuff and that's why I think he's a human rights activist. And you don't think that should exist? I do. do you think uh, there I should do. be no rules for the world? 
I, I don't know. Like, it's not tattooed on my back, but I'm sure we're breaking rules all the time. And it may be a slippery slope of, like, we let that slide. Well, yeah, what I don't know saying how is hard we I get it. applied to it. <clears throat> yeah, the U.S. has been guilty of war crimes and not been held accountable. Yeah. We're going to do this, but we're not really going to do it. I mean, come <laughs> yeah. on. That's no, crazy. I was just asking, are we better off without it? And then just all the countries just do it so. they want? I think yeah? so. Okay. I don't know. Uh, as we are fed lies after lie after lie. Well, bad shit does happen in other countries. You can't, like, ethnic cleansing. We've seen, like, there's been shit in Africa that's just been absolutely terrible for the last 50 years. But is all of Africa represented at the UN? I don't even know. I have no idea. I know so little about the UN. And the, the Americans UN. don't usually get involved in those things, do they? Unless there's oil. Uh, what, in Africa? Well, all these wars you're talking about. No, but I wasn't talking about U.S. intervention. Mm. I just meant... You meant the UN intervention. I don't know what I meant. Who gives a shit? I'm done talking. Uh, yeah, I only have one last point that I had. Uh, he was talking about um, Stephen Leo Bing, who uh, inherited $600 million at the age of 18. Who's that billionaire you talked about that killed himself at 55? A couple of years ago, he's trying to get something done, some philanthropy done. Can you imagine? I can't imagine inheriting $10,000 at the age of 18. But it's a lot of money. million dollars. I'm going to be courtsided everything for life. From his grandfather, a real estate developer. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy how much wealth there is in, like, that some people have. It's That they so don't need as well? Yeah, it's crazy. But see, right there, like, that's a good spot for the government to come in and say, listen, if you don't want us dealing with most of your money, like, you can leave. Like, I've said this before. So you have $600 million, you want to leave 10% of that to your family, which, by the way, is still $60 million. Mm-hmm. You should be able to. And then the rest of it, you should be able to decide. Like, I want it to go to, you know, you could even set it up. Like, I want to set up a fund for, you know, cancer research. Who was, or, who, which one of them was saying, was it um, Roger or the other? Jan. Jan, who was saying um, they think it should be taxed at 50%. What, the estate tax? No, the like, once tax. you hit a certain amount of money. It had to be Jan because Jan was way more about wealth disparity. I mean, Roger acknowledged that's a problem, but he was more about just human rights violations. So it must have been Jan. And I, but it, now that he says that, now that I know he's worth whatever, $13 billion, That is him putting his money where his mouth yeah, is? Yeah, right? Ideally, unless... take half my money. Unless it's all in Ireland or a Swiss bank account. Yeah, yeah. right. Did you see House of Gucci? No. There's just a scene where the, the cops are coming in. His butler sort of helps him get on a motorcycle as they're coming in the front of the house. He's on the back of the house. Then next shot, he's crossing the Swiss border. <laughs> like, that movie looked that awful. Are, that movie looked It was terrible. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I thought before this interview, he was way more of a right-wing kook, and I like him a lot more. But he's pretty down the middle and consistent. I don't think he's on anyone's side, but human being side. And mm-hmm. speaking truth against power with the voice he can at 80, he's worth $340 million. So hopefully he gives it all away to some amnesty thing when he passes. But I think he's doing the good fight. And I've never heard anyone say a bad word about a show. I give this a three. I give it a two. I just I just didn't care. I give it a two. Yeah. Just the ramblings. What was I talking about again? Oh, and do you see a bit of Lex Friedman in them? Which you guys is really a testament to how people could change. Because you guys hated Lex. Yeah. 
and Lex loves reading a poem or two, and Roger has no problem spinning yard and oh yeah, just saying a poem. I don't even know what that was related to, Joe, but I, I had to get it out of me. You can tell Joe was like, I have no idea what this is in relation to either. When everyone's used the word prose, that just throws me off. Yeah, he was a bit of a like if he wasn't doing such kind of good work for humanity, he'd be a real kind of douchebag. He he would be who I thought he was, as Matt said. Yeah. I've always thought he was a dick, but his heart's in the right place. I, I do love listening to the English, though, when he was just like, what did he say towards the beginning? He was like, it's just not as gentlemanly a game anymore. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Sober October. <sighs> I'm going to fucking get high for this. 1879, Sober October. Sober October. Yeah, well, we, I mean, we should have known it was coming, right? What are, but we, we, are we fools? But, but we had Greg Fitzsimmons last week. Yeah. He asked Joe about Sober October. He said, no, we're not doing anything crazy. And I thought they had all agreed, we don't have to make a big deal about this. I think they all ended up... We, I, no way, Bert Matt, I that. had zero idea this was coming. And when Kamar texted us, unbelievable, I thought we were getting a nice treat. Oh, that was unbelievable in disgust. Yeah. I Oh, I understand. That's why I called it Fucktober. Because this is just sort of a pat ourselves on the back and shit on Bert. Well, it's so weird because Joe used to be so like, I could do the standing on my fucking head. And then this year he's kind of like, I mean, a joint would be really nice. Like a joint right now would be pretty cool, wouldn't it, guys? Like, you know, not breaking the thing, but. Again, when it started, this wasn't, he wasn't worth $500 million. And there was, I'm sure a lot of things they talk about, this would be a great idea, cross promote on everyone's podcast. We'll get more views. Like not malicious but it's for a good publicity sake they started talking about younger men older women older women younger men mm-hmm. that'll never change uh, i doubt it why would it but when you see a younger woman older guy that's fine you see uh you never see a young guy with an old woman so it doesn't so sometimes like you unicorn. do and you automatically you just hotel. assume that it's like Grandparents, oh, his mom. And, no, that it's some sort of you know sugar mama situation. No, yeah. I never ever. I always do that. There's some sort of gigolo. It <laughs> see, it seems like there's something in um, is not manly to like take advantage of a rich woman. Okay. It's completely expected to take care of a rich man, to take advantage of a rich man. Yeah, floss him for all you can, what you can, fleece him. Yeah, we've. Clearly missed our um, cigar. I hate cigars. Well, he, I I know. I maybe I just was hanging out with unsuccessful people. <laughs> well, that's one of your problems. I sure. have smoked cigars and I don't hate them as you do, but you don't feel like in a couple of years, once I'm living flush, I'll be on my boat smoking a cigar every now and then. No. I think you might. Simon. I mean, if I was ever like rich. <laughs> some which will never happen and i had a boat which will also never happen <laughs> no but like if i had a lot of money i don't think i would make that one you of my you would. Okay, okay. hobbies no maybe wine or i'd be like, far more likely to get like an elaborate hookah set up for the love of the tobacco but not the cigar itself i just don't like the. T- i don't know i don't love like even blunts i'm not a big blunt guy yeah i don't like blunts either i don't mind a blunt because it burns slowly yeah, but you get halfway through and then it's like you're smoking a battery. It's fucking terrible. 
Oh, that's what I forgot to talk about. Uh, spliffs. Oh, Simon. Simon's a spliff guy. I, I smoke not spliffs. Spliff not guy. anymore. Not anymore. I need tobacco. Unbelievable. Wow. I'm a spliff guy. Yeah, I think that's disgusting, but I used to do that all the time. But we don't do it the same way that the Brits do it. Like, we put a tiny bit of tobacco in. They put mostly tobacco, yeah. a tiny bit of weed. I think it also uh, came from smoking a lot of hash. Hash, well, hash and, you have no which, choice. Which is hard, exactly. And scarcity of the drug. Like, we had tons of weed. Yeah. So there isn't a tons, ton of weed in, in Europe. Europe. Yeah. And especially in Britain, hash. I would imagine, you know? Uh, I hate Back in the smoking day. hash. What a... It's such a nightmare. I remember when I went to Gloucester High School, I remember like first lunch where I was like, yo, you guys want to get high at lunch? They were like, yeah, for sure. Meet us out back. And like, I started rolling a joint and they all started like cutting the bottom out of a bottle. I was like, what, what the fuck are you guys bottle doing? Tokes. BTs. Yeah. And this guy had like 40 little fucking hash balls ready. I was like, dude, there's no way we're dude, doing Dude, that's it. what made me hate hash. That's how all of grade nine, that's all we did. Oh, but when you said that out on a cigarette pack or something bigger, it looked like it we are going so to party amazing. all night long. So amazing. Yeah, what you don't realize is you're mostly just inhaling unfiltered cigarette oh, and no, getting a super. we know. <laughs> yeah, but there were certain people with a gift. A good, yeah. They they knew they knew they had the right bottle. They, Listen, they hot could knives. See the two different smokes. If you were gonna smoke knives, hash, hot knives was your way to go until you got the coleslaw. Until you got burnt. Yeah, yeah. that's but true. But then you yeah. learned to do it. I mean, we yeah, use the toilet paper. Fucking two yeah. liter bottle, some ice in it, and just so extracted. <laughs> and then someone brought out a bong, and all these things got dropped. I remember there's a bong that was a gas mask. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, just forcing ourselves to get high, killing your eyes. <laughs> Tony Ro- crushing your Tony eyeballs. Robbins is a is not a victim of success, but he should just be doing it for free now, eh? Well, that's anti-capitalist. But he's worth. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Well, he's not going to do it for free, though. Well, then just don't do it. Well, but the people need his help. It's. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure you could do it at a cost neutral. Maybe he does. We don't know now. Like he might do it. He doesn't need the money is what you're saying. That's that's what I'm saying. And I don't want him not to receive money for empowering people. I was a Tony Robbins. I mean, I didn't follow the practices (laughs) to the T. Well, if Tony Robbins is so great, like you say, then paying the money shouldn't be a big deal because you'll make it back. It's true. Team Tony over here. (laughs) Team Tony. Um, Funny story and a lesson to be learned. Uh, I think it was Arby's talking about the gig. And they're like, so we're going to give you 50 bucks. He goes, well, how about 1500 Like, okay, it's 1500 So always ask for more. Yeah. Rule of thumb, don't take what you're, don't assume your worth. I will say, though, there's nothing more frustrating when, than when you're like, I'm going to pu- throw out a super highball number. And they immediately <laughs> go, yeah, done. And and well, the, exactly. The and you're like, oh, my God. I could have gone way higher. I thought we were going to get to yeah. negotiate it. And that hasn't actually happened to me. No, it's, me neither. I've seen re- it happen, It's though. really bad if they say, you say the number, say it, like, whatever. Yeah, 12,000. Done. That's what I'm saying. Sucker. <laughs> that's, that's when you know you fucked up. Yeah. Well, of course. When you hear yourself being called a sucker, yeah. you should know that you've yeah. been you've been had. But you work for me now, so too fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's your nickname. We you work us, for me now. <laughs> none of us really have our own doctors. Oh, I don't know if you do, but you do. I believe you have a doctor. You have I a family do. doctor. He's garbage. Yeah, I haven't been to him ever. You when you hear him? Bert huh? talk about his blood pressure and it's like it feels like he's going to see a doctor every day, st- just staying alive, sort of thing. Well, why not? If you have all that money, I don't understand why you wouldn't go 
well, theoretically, that's how it should be for us too, right? Like free healthcare. We can get all that stuff done too. No fucking way you can. You have any nope. idea what your blood pressure is or stuff like that? Actually, I would you know, what? know more I mean, you can get your blood pressure elliptical machine. I'll say this. <laughs> I had, I was, th- I thought I was having a heart attack and they took me to the hospital and they did a bunch of like EKGs and stuff. And I mentioned that I was like, I was born with a, a heart condition and they were like, well, did whatever came of it. I was like, nothing. I, you know, no one ever followed up. So a doctor was like, listen, I'm going to send you to like 10 different specialists over the next couple of months. And I literally went to that many different specialists. The only difference is no one really talked to me at the end. Like someone just said, your heart's perfectly normal and whatever you had has gone away naturally. And then they sent me on my way. It sounded like Bert got all the tests and then had someone sit down with him and was like, you know. But anyone learns from repetition, he's done a lot. Yeah. This I just, wasn't one sit down and he's like, I picked it all up and knows what these well, are. Well, I'm pretty sure Bert's already on like some heart medication. I think so, yeah. A statin. <coughs> statin inhibitor. I mean, Joe must be genuinely worried about Bert to he, do this. He is, again, but in this, in this, in, in this uh, podcast, the way you talk to him, because sometimes when he's not on the show, he says, you're like, well, Joe, but... He says what he says behind his back to his face. So yeah. it's all fair play. And He's he- too famous now for it to make a difference, though. That's, you know, like before when Bert was on the come up, you know, he would have to listen to everything Joe said. Now he's just like, fuck you. But he's definitely part of the inner circle. Yeah. I there's no, there's no issues there. I thought he was trying out material when he said, I've get so hungover my phone doesn't recognize my face. That's funny. Um living by the water is cool. Either way. Whether it be a lake, yeah, a river. I was just living by a river. Joe thinks ocean is greatest. I've never I've No, the, by ocean the ocean is very scary. I wouldn't want to live by the ocean. I'm with Joe when at, at night, night when I'm a, I agree. you can't see what's coming in at you like that. It's fine on a lake. Like, you know, there's a border to it, you know, which actually makes less sense. But whatever. Is that thing a tsunami at the end of the day? I was just going to say, at night, dude, imagine oh, you're ha- imagine getting hit by a tsunami in the middle monster. of the night. Fuck that. First of all, terrible swimmer. So I'm dead. It's over. <sighs> it's just too vast. There's something about the vastness of the ocean that is like really yeah. off putting to me as I a agree. human. But it's not <laughs> noise, the water. Well, that seems kind of the laugh therapeutic. The yeah. No, I like that sound. That's I do very like that. Nice. That is. It is very. But soothing. maybe that would make me sick. I don't know. I doubt it. Well, have you heard of uh, like land legs? Land legs. If you're on the water so much, you develop sea legs. Oh, on your big boats, they're stabilizers, so it's pretty much good. But if you're if you develop sea legs. When you get on the land, it's you're like too a drunken solid. Idiot. Sort of it's like, <laughs> like getting out of an elevator sometimes, and you're just like, "What the fuck is going?" You never get that. No, just, you never get that where the whole floor feels like it's like coming out from under you, and it, not from getting out of an elevator. How long you, do you spend in elevators? Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding you, dude. I'm telling you, one out of like, you know, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. By the way, that that uh, jumping off the balcony thing, there's a French term for for it. It's called l'appel du vide. Call to the void. Oh, jumping off the balcony. Yes, gotcha. yes, yes. Sorry, I hate to cut off whatever we were I was just going to say one experience with like weird legs is I was bartending once. Yeah. On, you know, those rubber mats. Yeah. They just stop stuff from uh, 
breaking if you drop it or whatever. So they're actually they're actually for your back. And they're cushioned on the floor. Yeah. I'd worked for like seven hours just on this mat. I went to pick it up and my brain was used to the, looking at the floor and uh, the feel of the mat. Like I could almost not walk on the same surface. I swear to God, my body had prepared that that's what it feels like. When you're looking at that, this is what it feels like on your body. And it was like I find if I bike, limping. If I bike around for a few hours and then get off the bike, that's when bike walking legs, feels weird. Bike legs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bike uh, legs, bike legs, bike legs. Uh, diamonds shouldn't be so expensive, right? They were talking about if you could just manufacture them and then the, the guy who pushed back was like, yeah, but then you're going to fuck with the price of the diamonds. And the- yeah, there is no shortage of diamonds. There's more than enough. But they make a shortage of them so they're valuable because Precisely, of the yes, yes. engagement ring. And if anyone kept diamonds, they might not look as grandiose or be a status symbol. I don't know. You guys don't wear watches. Do you own a watch? I do not own a watch. I own a watch. I own watches. I like watches. I don't have like a fancy like Rolex. I have a really nice. Um, I don't even know what it is. Was it a gift? Did you buy yourself? It was something I wanted that somebody gifted to me. You said I like that watch. Yes. See, I think that's a, especially with this crew. That's a lot of how stuff gets changed hands. You just say I like your watch. So it's always a good idea to compliment. Gotta wait someone. till there's a few drinks deep and then say, I don't know. I don't know. Ari didn't have this watch. watch. So you like this watch? I think they were just all trying to get Ari to wear a watch. And, and then Ari she- doesn't make as much money as the rest of them. He's like the odd man out. Everybody else through Joe's like stratosphere has gotten wildly rich. Maybe Except Ari's just always Ari. late. No, this so is like an, a- this is an interesting point I was gonna bring up. I'm glad you did. Mm, thank you. Ari chooses not to tour like the other two. Are insanity. Yeah, Ari other, takes. Yeah, I mean, barring the Kobe Bryant incident, no, he, been a he'll step fuck back. off to Asia for he like was higher six up, months. But he's choosing to live his life differently, so I think it's comfortable. But he definitely is one of these things doesn't belong here. If we're talking about who's the most successful comics, sort of in the room, but he does have one foot in parks, protect our parks, and one foot in sober October. Listen, I love Ari. I think he's hilarious. I'm not saying he's a worse comedian than Bert in any way. But Bert is so much more famous than him. You you know what I mean? Like they're in... Bert and um, Tom are like next level now, man. Very famous. It's like Joe and they're like right here. You know what I mean? I want to see Tom on Saturday. But I wonder if Ari is like... What? You're going to see who? Tom. I'm going to see Tom on Saturday. Oh, I wonder if Ari wishes that Joe still took him to places like he thinks, oh, no, you're okay. You're on your own now. But he... Well, you said in this, he's going to bring him to... I know. I heard. I'm surprised that that would be the first time Ari's ever worked at a giant stadium. I would have liked if they... Well, he he was he was his opener when he was... I know. That's what um, I'm theaters. saying. And now it's like Tony is, you know. He got bigger and Hans Kim. But he didn't get bigger. It's like he got to almost bigger. He started making a show, but then that got yanked from him. You know what I mean? Like Like he never. The Kobe incident. I guess the Kobe. So maybe Joe is now helping him out to get back. I don't think they've they've ever addressed that. Uh, How much it fucked him up? Maybe he's talked about it on other shows or stuff or not really at all. Lots of love for Eddie Bravo. Like. With all the crazy stuff Eddie Bravo comes up with. Yeah. 
I, they, they were talking about jujitsu. But they're also talking about how he's so funny. Yeah, they were talking about how he was he was talking about screwing some chick with smelly feet and a smelly mm-hmm. pussy. If they if those four guys have to choose between Eddie Bravo, Brian Callen, or Brenda Schaub. Oh, it's Eddie Bravo every day. I agree, I agree, I agree. Um like as the best comedian? No, no just I who, think who to have around. Brian Callen. Brendan Callen. Well we'll 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 get into the Brian Callen, Brendan Schaub. Joe Rogan triangle in the post, Joe. We will. Um, Eddie talked about, uh, no, Ari talked about working with Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Who was way back, who was doing his, I guess he did a movie about Dahmer, mm-hmm. which I still haven't seen, which I won't see. I, I, I'm of this, I find there's two, the, the dress is blue or the dress is white. There's people like, yeah, Dahmer, or why would you even watch that since you know what happened? I mean, um, I watched it, and the whole time I was saying, "Why am I watching this? I know what happened. This is terrible." Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I that's a lie. I fast forwarded the scene where he gets beaten to death in prison, <laughs> and that's all I watched because I oh, want to see how they. So, you're so righteous. So righteous. Anyways, he worked at Jeremy Renner, who was doing a Dahmer movie. Who's now he was just an actor named Jeremy Renner, who's now Jeremy Renner, the actor guy who <laughs> who Joe. Despises. They talked about the town. Is that what you're gonna? And the movie game. They talked about the town. There's it's a J R E movie game. The time has come again. From Matt and Simon to Rex, it brings together the budget in the box office. We all know they won't guess the year, and the Patreons are the real winners here at the J R E movie game. Come on, take it away, baby. It's the movie game where Matt and Simon go head to head to find out what year a movie came out, how much it cost to make, and how much it made at the box office. I didn't even hear what movie we're doing. The town. We're doing the town. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah, Jeremy yeah, yeah, Renner. Yeah. It does have that great scene where Ben Affleck comes in and he's like, um, "Are they just nuns at some point?" It's a good heist. The movie. best scene in the whole thing is when they pull up to yes, burn nuns. their car. And they're like, they're pouring gas all over the car. They're pulling the bags out of the back and they look and right across the street, like like 10 feet from them as a cop sitting in his in his cruiser and they're all fully armed and they're just looking at him and he just like, just casually pulls away. Like, I want, I want nothing to None do with this today. He's <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah. Southies. Uh, ben Affleck, Rebecca Hall, John Hamm. He plays the cop. Jeremy Renner, Blake Lively, Titus Welliver, Pete Postlewaite. Chris Cooper, Pete Postlewaite, so named crazy. Slane, it's incredible. Slane is a rapper from Boston. He's been in a few movies. Makes sense, but it was just it was a it was a good like uh, inspired by Heat. I imagine. I think there was some truth to the story, sure. but sort of put in that you almost side with the bad guys. Okay, I think I'm ready. Great car chases. I think they did some stuff in uh, Fenway Park. Yeah, that's where the, the big heist was. I have a year. Oh, I didn't even pick a year, sorry. Well, that's the first thing yeah, we do I here, know, Simon. I totally like, forgot. Cheeks, totally can you forgot. chill? So. Oh, man. what? How much did this cost to make? Ben Affleck directed this too, right? Kamar? Directed by Ben Affleck? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm ready with a year. So he takes a pay cut, acting and I don't know. directing? I'm I said 07. I said 2014. 
2010. You guys <laughs> are always right in, the in the middle. Man, not even close. Either of us, though, no, huh? So, <laughs> just no. way off. And that's I 2010. Feel, I feel like I'm going to be way off on In this Venice too. and in the United States. Ben thought this was going to be his cons, the palm door, his opus. Well, I'll go first since I'm ready. And uh, in this. Oh, hold on. Hold oh, on one second. Jeremy Renner plays a, the, the crazy guy. Yeah, there's He's a crazy. There's player. a great scene. I can't remember it. I'll pull it up for you later. But he uh, comes and asks uh, Ben. Ask Ben Affleck asks him for help. Yeah. Do you remember that scene? No. No, I'll show Heat you meets. Yeah, where he's like, I ask you for help. You just fucking come and help. We say, what What head are we cracking? You That's don't ask fucking questions. It's kind of like, like that. Like that. But yeah. he, are, he does that without, it's, it's classic. Heat literally meets uh, uh, Goodwill Hunting. That's <laughs> yes. the end of town. Yeah. If, if Heat fucked Goodwill, Goodwill Heat. Okay, Simon, yeah. I said it cost $25 million to make, and it made 86.7. Wow, I said it cost $26 million to make, and oh, it made nineteen. I think we got to give this to Simon. It's budget thirty-seven million. Uh, okay, not really. But Box okay. office one hundred fifty-four million. I know. I don't think. Yeah. What? Come on! Like in the. I don't give that to Simon. No disrespect. It's, I mean, Simon. I win. But it's yeah, not, it's not. A, it's not over a the hundred million. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Without but going over, you have over. to be within five million. And you were close. Thirty-seven. You're off by. I appreciate it, Kamar, but I'm not taking it. That's good of you, Simon. You That's shouldn't take it. That's the movie game. Chico, chill. Not taking it. That is the movie game. That is the movie. Now I took that note while I was riding on uh, my scooter to get here. Um, that would is the you most be dangerous dis- thing I've ever heard? <laughs> would you be disappointed if you're going to see Tom Segura on Saturday? Yes, Saturday. If he did crowd work, no, I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, okay, you don't care. But he's doing it at Lansdowne, so I doubt he'll do crowd work. I, I doubt. Too. Uh, I've seen Russell Peters at a stadium do crowd work. I guess, yeah. They just talked about crowd work, legitimate crowd work. People they seem like they're doing crowd work, but it's actually, oh, funny you say that. Like, there's guys who said, look at this guy. He looks like a plumber. There's no one there who looks like it yeah. has to be done, and not everyone has time to check up in the dark if the person looks like it, and it works. Saying Jay is one of the better crowd workers. I want to give a shout-out to Joey Elias. The crowd the workers. Canadian crowd workers, I know. You make it sound like a union. The union, the crowd workers union. <laughs> That's great. So somebody should. I'm a teamster for the crowd workers union. Would you? I do you care Would if you I what? <laughs> if you went to see Tom Segura and he did crowd work, like yes. do you you prefer the craft of the joke? Do you see what they're doing? Like it's funny laughing oh, at other do, people. Do I want him to do crowd work? It wouldn't bother me. I don't want to be at the expense of his crowd work. I don't want to be that plumber, if that's what you mean. I've sort of been at the back of an audience and seen people when they realize, oh, this is all they do. They well, don't, if it's all you, listen. Well, if it's all you do, <laughs> yeah, then you I want to be warned that, that in advance. You're going to do a so you, you crowd you, work show. You should be told someone's going to swear. You should be told there's a crowd work show, not no, a material No, I didn't show. say somebody just should comedy. tell me if it's, it's just a, comedy. No, there's a, that's ridiculous. It, that's like you have no material and you just... Killing time to make Listen, a buck. Kamar, when you spend like 60 bucks to go see a headliner with one opener, it shouldn't be all crowd work. No, it should. I, like I, if, I, you, I, if, if you're in a club and one comedian just does crowd work, I don't think you should be angry about that. No, fine, whatever. But if you paid to go see Bill Burr mm-hmm. and Bill Burr comes out and just does crowd work the whole time, I'm a little like. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's what I wanted to know. But you don't have to be told, Jesus. 
This is a crowd work. This is a crowd work special. Have you ever seen it? Like when crowd work isn't good? Yes. Like people are laughing uncomfortably. Yeah. I just prefer someone doing it. It feels material. like you're just filling space. If I space. had to choose. Anyways, whatever. I mean, I'll say this. Some know. of the best comedy sometimes is crowd work in the sense that if someone catches lightning in a bottle. Spontaneous. Yeah, where it's the perfect, you know what I mean? And you're getting someone back from them and they, their answer is perfect and you're playing. I mean, that, that's some of the best comedy ever, but. I knew one guy who did crowd work, but it was in the form of improvisation games. Like he had said, you read this book, I acted out to certain yeah, yeah. things that were sort of formulaic, but always had, you never knew what was going to happen. You never, never knew. knew. The never fucking knew. sweetest chef over here. You never <laughs> do you never guys, knew. Do you guys, do you guys need glasses? You I need glasses for sure. As you're as you're heading out and you look around in rooms of people, way more people. I need glasses, I'm sure. I need glasses for reading close up. It's ridiculous. But I'm telling you, man, I'm gonna say this again. The vaccine took my eyesight. Oh, there's our blue check mark. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even explore that. Maybe that's what happened to me. I was seeing everything fine. Until you, when? Until he hit 50. <laughs> Till I got this new phone. Oh, and 5G. No, you know what it was? The phone before was on whatever minimal font. No, it was on max. I zoomed it up custom. Yeah. yeah. It didn't carry over. So like, I was like, I can't even read the letters. Like, oh, I, I can have... make my phone bigger? Yeah, you can make the, oh, well, I the text totally bigger. Yeah. Well, not everything, but uh, certain points. I feel like it's already huge. But if a, if a young person sees my text I know, they're screen, like, whoa, what's going like, on, Boomer? There's like only two bubbles on the whole screen. <laughs> what's going on here? Oh, there's supposed to be more than two bubbles? Well, I'm sure you don't have conversations with anyone, so there's no bubbles. But. Zero bubbles. Uh, and at this point, this is where I, I, I ran out. But I'm assuming we just shit on Bert a lot more. And um, take it away, son. You did pretty well, all things considered, Kamara. I will give you that. That That's no, not bad. No, don't, don't encourage but... him. He has one fucking job, which is listen to the thing and take the notes. Oh, imagine take, if I I'll imagine if I just didn't edit the podcast this week. Uh, That'd I, be an issue. I, I fucked up. Yeah, that I wouldn't work. Yeah. That wouldn't work. Don't you can't him. you can't improvise through uh Well I think I think the most interesting no, you thing can't, can't we you? could improvise the most this. interesting thing that came up if you cared yeah. was the timing with the Roger Waters, which you, you guys You can't up so say the most interesting thing that came destroyed. up and that having missed up an episode, you <laughs> piece of well, shit. I could if you're covered for me right there. <laughs> I'm not um, do that. Bus, well, he's right. Bus rider. <laughs> no, he uh, is right, but that just happens to be luck. Old suit versus new suit. What's cooler? Like somebody a wears suit? like a vintage suit or a new suit. What's what's cool? Both are the same condition. Like the vintage suit isn't ratty. Mint. I don't like those baggy vintage, vintage suits. Mint vintage. Mintage. Oh no, I like vintage. a nice brown Thank wool you, one from uh, the Thank Godfather you. or something. You know, they yeah, all they yeah. ju- you just wore suits even if you're poor. <laughs> like is Ari right? Is he the best suit guy in the game? Who's another suit guy? Um. What's his name there? Degenerate. David uh, Letterman had great suits. What's his name? The degenerate guy he lives in Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope. But he's campy suit guy. Yeah, those are leisure yeah. leisure suits that he buys at like. Ronnie Chang looks pretty amazing in a suit. Like yeah, he looks really good. Sharp yeah. and tailored. I don't think Maniscalco looks guy. pretty good. Steve Byrne tried to be the suit guy for a while. You guys don't even know who that is. I do. Yeah, is he Asian or not? Steve Byrne. He's like Filipino Irish. Close or something like that. Like I said, yeah. 
I'm thinking there's someone in Britain who wears suits. Jimmy Carr. Jimmy, Jimmy Carr. Carr Thank is you. A sharp and he man. might be the sharp suit guy. Yeah. But at the a... same time, it's unfair because in Britain, like, you know, remember Guy Ritchie was like, I don't get the piper unless I'll go fuck his suit on. Guy Ritchie. Well, well, that's means. And he has that voice too. Imagine he came up dressed in like jeans. It just wouldn't make sense. He's in sweatpants. Yeah, it would not make sense. Do you guys ever get Russell say. Brand on your um YouTube, <clears throat> sometimes yeah. I'll go. No, not. It's so either. weird the lane he's coming to, because he used to wear crazy suits with like oh, prints, chest out, yeah, frills, and I mean he was he was remember, smoking crack and doing heroin. Yeah, but he remember still dresses that? like that. But now he's just like, do you know that there's like this <laughs> extra sort of there's these people behind the scenes that are actually controlling everything we say. Crazy, is it not? It's his amazing. The man. movie that impression was get amazing him too. to the Greek. I feel is really based on Russell how he Brand. lived his life. And yeah. I believe that was his uh, dear John to drugs. No, no, to oh. Hollywood and the whole like he was. He just explored the scene. Was in movies. He was married to Katy Perry yeah. and just went. Ooh, he did Arthur. That's why he did the remake of Arthur about the rich guy, which was just a ball. Arthur, the one that had uh, what's his name in it? Dudley Moore, Dudley Moore. the most unlikely movie star I know, right? of them all, the Christenberg of rock well, and roll. He took the Mister Bean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But uh, the new Christenberg of rock and roll, new suit tailored to the. the yeah. That's the biggest thing is having the cut. All right, and then Joe had the audacity to tell Ari that his suits are nicer than Ari's suits. And I think Joe fails to understand that, yes, he may get the best tailored suits, but he is much too large to wear a suit. Okay, he's got a weird suit body. I think he might pay more for a suit. For but sure, he, he fails to realize that Ari was talking about, you know, crazy handmade suits from crazy tailors. Hold on. I, I got to stop everyone right here. Joe doesn't, in my opinion, Joe doesn't wear a suit yeah. because a suit is not complete without a tie. And he for self and defense. And he refuses reason. for self defense. But he, he did in the Hans Kim those suits. He, had a he, tie? he wore. A tie. Wait oh, okay. a sec, though. You're telling me that if you're wearing suit jacket, not a suit, suit pants, yep, not suit, a suit shirt, not a suit, suit everything, not a suit. and no tie, yep. it's not a suit. Once you take the tie off, That's it is crazy. an uncomfortable outfit. That's crazy. That's just semantics at that point, Matthew. Okay, so hold on. If I wear a tie, suit pants, dress shoes dress socks, suspenders, love it, and a Care Bears t-shirt. Am I wearing a suit? And a Care Bears t-shirt. You yeah. are. Well, you're wearing a suit and making a really weird fashion statement. You're okay. coming short, but it's a no suit. No suit jacket. No shirt. You're oh, wearing sorry, a suit. Oh, sorry, no jacket? No. no, you need the jacket for the suit. Oh, yeah. so something is imperative to you for yes. the suit, which jacket, is the jacket. Something and, is. Well, for me. It's a matching suit jacket and, slaps. and pants. For yeah. me, the tie is also a necessity. So well, there we go. you can go tie, no if tie. If they are not matching, it's a blazer. It's a blazer, exactly. But, but the uh, tie is not necessary. It makes it more complete. I'll agree, Matt. Imagine you but were an amazing R&B singer like, say, Robin Thicke. Yes, mm -hmm. and you'd walk out in a silk suit, no shirt, and maybe just one thin gold, some rings, and you just croon your ass off. Yeah, yeah. That's you, I think you'd be wearing a suit. Yeah, okay, and you could be barefoot. Yeah, in a suit. Yeah, you can do a lot of things. I think Matt's just wrong on this one. No offense. That's fine. I can be wrong. I have no problem. That's wrong. big. That's big. The, We're growing. The tie completes the look, but not necessarily. Yeah, you're just Dana White in a suit. He never Okay, how about ties. this then? How about this? I think you have to meet me here. You can't have an argument with someone else who completes the look with a tie about who 
who has better suits. That's right. You're not in the conversation anymore. Okay, fair enough. Joe disqualifies no. himself because he doesn't wear suits at the time. Again, Except I don't. He has one. I don't know so. necessarily if it should disqualify you, but Joe gets disqualified because anybody who's like a giant bodybuilder is obviously going to look weird in a suit. That's it's not a knock on. I'd have to see a photo of him at Andrew Shell's wedding. I get you. Yeah. If you wore the tie and took it off after, then he, he knows. Listen, if you take it off after, that's fine. Yeah. But you show up in that tie. If it ends up around your head like Listen, a bandana. That's also, if you can leg kick like Joe, you shouldn't be that concerned about the self-defense of your tie. You're a fucking goddamn martial arts expert. I don't and, think and Now that you have security guys I, around you even more I don't more think so. that's why he doesn't wear the tie. Okay, yeah. let's, let's move on. Let's move on. We have um, to. We got to finish this. Liver King. Okay, so Joe is constantly saying this guy is on steroids, yeah. going out of his way to what fucking if, what fuck with the Liver King. I think that the Liver King has to get tested at this point by uh, USADA, and we need to get to the bottom of this because get Nowitzki in there. The gold, why? The why snitch. is he not standing up for himself? Like I've heard him say, Joe's wrong, but yeah. like prove it. Put your money where your mouth is. I guess. But Joe is, like, everybody else has had the Liver King on their show, except for Joe. Joe's very selective. Well, Joe d- thinks he's a snake oil salesman, obviously. But yeah, and Joe wants, if Joe doesn't believe what your health is, he's not going to have you on to promote it. But why? See, that's a weird flex. Because how can, right, how can right? Joe push flex. on it and then simultaneously be on testosterone? Because the two can work simultaneously, right? You can say, well, the on it's helping me as well as the testosterone, which in which case the liver king could say everything I'm doing works in unison with the, 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 the testosterone, the oppor- right? Is that the, the opportunity same argument? Would have been yes, when, exactly. Sorry, come on, go ahead. Joe had the vegetarian debate on. Oh, the game changer, the that game nightmare. Changer, he could have brought in the liver king to be a debater, and that was a window. I, fa- I think that something is going to have to give here with the liver king. It's either going to be Joe has him on and is like, you know... It does. He. It doesn't seem like he's feeling the pressure of Joe's fandom coming down on him. And everyone who no, Bert had him on said he was a cool guy. No, I know. I'm surprised it's not everybody has had him on. And, and and no one said you know low key he was he's a piece of shit. No, I mean, he, even if he is on steroids and say he isn't, I wonder if that is a good thing to eat only fucking. It's his mask, and he's too intense. I, 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 all I love about these people is that I maybe in 20 years see where they got to. My whole thing is Joe must not believe in like his regimen or whatever he's doing because, again, if you're on testosterone yourself, it's a weird flex to be like, just let this guy do his thing. I think his whole opinion is based like he on just the looks plates too and dates. Good? I guess. I don't know. His whole opinion is based on plates and dates. Yeah, gotcha. Like that's, that's his foundation for his argument that he's definitely juicing. Do you guys watch that guy? He's on uh, Barstool, I think. He's got like long Caleb hair and Presley. a little mustache. Caleb Presley. Do you watch him? Yeah, Sundays with Caleb I Presley. I bet you to watch him for two years yeah. now. Have you, you, you looked into him? Yeah, he's very funny. Hilarious. Yeah. The guy eating ice cream in the middle. Yeah, yeah. it's just like deadpan fucking questions. It feels like you're like, an acid, though. It's <laughs> weird, yeah. Or a mushroom's yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. like, and sometimes he'll tell a story and then it, you'll like... You're like, oh, yeah, you're a human being. And it brings it all back into focus. And you're like, oh, this is weird. You should watch him with Theo, more of an origins. And I saw it, oh. yeah. Yeah, when he was talking about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, Aaron of course, Rogers they'll all come around. Yeah. Is that it? Know. We're done? That's all? Oh, no, no, I have oh, more. Sorry, okay, I didn't. Sorry. I forgot I was leading this ship now. 
Yeah, now you're, um, you're in charge. So Joel yeah, then I asked, does Ari feel like he got passed by? And now Joe's talking about like the great times he's having with Hans, Kim, and um, David Lucas and and Tony. Like he should be Tony, and you know, Ooh. does he feel away? Who Ari? I, I, Ari's he's a, he's a legend in comedy, and he's like dropped from. Being famous, I'm sure Ari's exactly who he wants to be. <laughs> yeah, Ari doesn't seem like miserable or anything. It'd be cool if he was destitute. <laughs> and they just kept having him around. Like, you'll figure it out one day, buddy. No, I don't think he's destitute at all. But nope. you look at, like, Bert and Tom. Like, they have just... Go-getters and they have a family to provide for. Yeah. I don't know. You know, the, the whole thing used to be... um. Like the comedians were different than the movie stars because you felt closer to them. You know, Mm -hmm, you were, mm -hmm. it was a more intimate thing. Yeah. You could feel yourself more as like one of them, Mm -hmm. but they're so far now, you know? Yeah. They used to be the every man. They were so far from the every man. They spent this whole episode talking about the watches they buy and the airports they go to and how they get special service and just paying for this and paying for, and it's great for them. Like I'm like, good. That's what I would do too. But I spoke at what point are we like, well, this just doesn't make sense. Well, they feel like they're every man ish because they still hang around with Ari. Joe feels like very every manish. He's hanging on the likes of Hans, Kim, and David Lucas. Like he's six degrees of everyone. Mm-hmm. They have enough connections. Well, Joe will always because they need. It's the gatekeeper, like and he was. Yeah. he was. He was. He he came from nothing, and now he's here. Well, and now he's building the comedy store in. Oh, there's a lot of so comedy even, store reminiscing in this too. Well, he's building his club, so even if he becomes irrelevant on the podcast, he'll still be very relevant mm-hmm. in comedy. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, Simon. Thanks. I, I never said really mm-hmm. that it's before. a definite legacy. It's a yeah. Bills covered. Lions lost. Oh, uh, what else? What else do I got? Joe gave ki- the Vikings okay. are about to lose. So Bert was two hundred and seventy pounds at one point. That's insane. That's insane. 270's big. 270's big, man. Tom was too, though, right? That's 210. Tom, if you took maybe, me and know. added 210 pounds. No, sorry, 100. No, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. It'd be so um, much muscle, too. If it was just muscle, you, like, you weren't. Oh, my God. I'd look your ridiculous. Face, your <laughs> face also looks totally different. And yeah, you could not go in a silk suit. Oh, no. I'd, slay. I'd fucking, I wouldn't be able to move. Joe gave those kids a thousand dollars cash each for getting what an irresponsible in the, thing to do. The hot or the cold tub. How often? Let's go by your house. See if your dad wants to do anything yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell them all jump Yo, in the pool from the roof if he'll give me twenty bucks. We want to go out Friday night. Can we get your dad to do anything fucking ridiculous? Imagine though if Joe found out like, oh, I got one of those kids hooked on fentanyl or something. And there's nothing like breaking off someone a crisp hundred dollar bill. Or ten of them? Nothing like ten it. of them to a bunch of kids. Yeah, Joe's got a stack fucking stack. See, he's he's a, obviously, he's a, a real man. Gold. He's the everyman. <laughs> I get. I was wrong. I was wrong. It's so it's down true. to what earth. What are we thinking? What are getting, we thinking? Paying kids to get into the cold tub at yeah. my house. But it's like he, for him, a thousand dollars is a hundred dollars. No, yeah. for him, a thousand dollars is like five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah, it's not even. It's like he wipes his ass. Go get yourself an ice cream bike. Go get yourself an ice cream. Bike, yeah, an ice cream shop. <laughs> yeah. It's more That's like what he's it. Saying, yeah. Go buy a Ben Go buy and Jerry's a franchise. D. Come on, Vikings, you pieces um, of shit. 
what else? Bert said he went three months with no drinking, and then Tom was like, "Come on, man! You can like, hear his eyes. You can again. hear his eyes roll. Yeah, exactly." And then what else? Whole episode, giant brag. Yeah, we we know that money, sports prowess, the airports. Um, you need to read a book. What the hell was that? It was that uh, Bert was so bad in bed that that woman was like, "Oh yeah, so funny. he came so quick that she was like, you need to go read you a did, book. You need to go you read a book need about to, fucking. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> that was so bad. He's shameless. He is." Uh, but all of this must have happened before Leanne. And Leanne, I thought he, him and Leanne had been together forever. Like, yeah, well, he had women before Leanne. I guess. Forgive me, did they mention the machine, the movie at all? Yeah. Yes, that it couldn't come out because of this whole Russia yeah, thing. Yeah, Bert mentioned it. He was So pissed. by the time it comes out, who knows, man? It is going to come up while they're just waiting for... Yeah, they won't release it because they don't want Bert having to talk about Russia. Because he's pro-Russia in it, sort of. Well, that's the, well, the whole thing. That's is what they said is it was Russia. kind of yeah makes Russia look good. Humanize Russians. I don't know. How dare you? Yeah. No, I don't think that's it. I think they want it to do well, and lots of people aren't going to go see it. Listen, trust me. They're they're changing names of weeds from White Russian to Crushin so to stupid. because they're worried about the negative connotation. It's nuts. Is man. that what the Big Lebowski did? I think he always called a White Russian a Caucasian. <laughs> just do one of those commie bastards. That's funny. You see, that's funny. All right, we'll rate it. That's it. No, is that it? Hold yes, on. That is yes, it. that is. That is. It. That's yeah, all that's you all have. I have. I know. I could see. Kamar, you want to rate it? Well, rate, uh, rate the half that you yeah. listen to. I, I like how open and candid they are, and I give it a three. I did have something else. That it doesn't you matter. Missed. I give it a two and a half. Just look what it is. Post Joe. Matt is gay. Yeah, I see oh, that. There goes the post Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, what do you funny. rate it? You piece of shit. Uh, this episode? Yeah, this episode. I give this episode. Can I give this negative numbers? Sure. Yeah, then that's what I do. I give it a negative one. Wow. I hate we'll it. We'll get used to it. This what happened. It's back and it's it not going away. It was sober October, which I hate. Yeah. I hate when they're sober. Yeah. And it was just a giant fucking brag from start to finish. Just brag, brag, brag. It made me feel bad about myself in every regard. And I didn't need it. We also know that Joe's going away to London like not right now. No, yeah. Well, I think next week, October 18th. I don't know if it's for two days or whatever. My mom keeps sending me the email. Like just a reminder, I'm like, I, I'm not going to London to see Joe Ma. I'm broke. We're going to Austin. Yeah, that's the plan. All right, well, that's an episode. If you made it this far, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Maybe you're willing to go one step further. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. For that $5, you get the post show. It's the show for the show we shoot the shit. You'll also get the backlog of episodes of This One Age Well, as well as new episodes of This One Age Well, show where we go back, listen to old episodes, do the same bullshit we do here. And uh, there's a YouTube if you want to watch uh, little clips, which I'm sure you don't. It's youtube.com slash Podcast. Head over there, hit subscribe, and like the shit out of everything. Like and subscribe. That's it. Thank you so much. We hope you have a great week. We hope you uh, enjoy your weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open. <laughs>